This is Marvel 616 Politics, Episode 75, with your host, the Kirbys and Jared Mayo. Woo! Jared Bad Boy Mayo. Andy Little Girl Kirby. <laughs> I was hoping to throw you off your game, but it didn't it didn't work. Dude, I always bring my game. You can't throw me off. <laughs> okay. Alright. Well we'll see. When you're least expecting it, I'll try. <laughs> How's it going, man? It's going really well. Fantastic. Well, good. I'm glad we got that away. Yeah, yeah, now we can get on to the comics. No, happy 75th episode. Dude, it's crazy. Marvel's having their 75th anniversary, and we are having our 75th episode. Yeah, that is pretty amazing. But we did have a whole year to make it happen. Because 75th anniversary for a year, right? Or is it this month? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, well, what are the odds, right? Probably a year. Right, so we had a, I mean, yeah, we made it work. But we We did it. We planned five years ago to have this happen. <laughs> five years ago. <laughs> right. Let's do a podcast. Let's release them, you know, three to six weeks apart from each other. And then by that time, we'll reach the, our 75th episode with their 75th anniversary. Now, the real trick is to keep the fans interested and the listeners interested for it to coincide with episode 100 and 100 year anniversary. Well, hope yeah, yeah, but I think we'll we'll um, hit our hundredth episode before Marvel hits its hundredth year. Well, that's what I was saying. That's the trick. We got to keep them interested while we space them out. Oh, so you're wanting to go one a year now? We could. Oh man, we'd be old. Sure. <laughs> man, yesterday I was talking to my parents and uh, I was saying, "Oh yeah, I mean that would that," or somebody said, "Oh, that happened years ago." I was like, "No, no, no, it was just during college." And my dad said. Right, which was years ago. <laughs> and then Bonbon, uh, bon, my mom, said, right, how old is your daughter? And I, oh, right, yeah, yeah, nine. Yes. <laughs> it's it's crazy, man. Time flies so quickly. I, I know. It's a mess. So, what's new with you? Oh, what's new with me? Not a whole lot of anything, I don't think. Uh, see, that's the problem. You and I talk almost every day, so then we get on our podcast, and it's hard to remember what we haven't talked about. You're right. We shouldn't talk. We don't we, talk. We text. I mean... Well, yeah. I mean, we're not girls. <laughs> Andy, little girl, Kirby. <laughs> right. No, we're not. Hey, girl. How you doing? Oh, you know. <laughs> no, we don't do that. <laughs> so, um, I hope that you were impressed with my Halloween costume. I was like, that knocked me off my game. Yes. That was nuts. That's what I want to hear. Tell us about your inspiration. Like, how did you come up with that? Well, um, when I read that, I was just starting out my beard, I think, or maybe I was probably three weeks into it. And uh, Death of Wolverine number two came out when Wolverine goes to Madripoor. And that picture 
I think we talked about it on the podcast, was just so amazing. Steve McNiven sitting there, and I didn't realize who it was at first, and then I turned the page, and I'm like, oh, man, that's Logan. And I turned the page back, and I was like, oh, this is so awesome. And then my department here at work started saying, oh, well, we're all going to dress up, and we'll all be superheroes so that you can fit in, too. And I was like, oh, my goodness, this is the choice between wanting to do what I, do, what I, what I want to do, which is not participate, and you know, a big morale booster. So <laughs> I said, what, what can I do pretty easily that would be awesome? And if I can weave in the excuse to keep the beard, why not? And so that's what I came up with. So didn't your whole, your whole group, your whole floor, your, your department? Yes. Department. Yes. Didn't they all do X-Men? They did. I think we had, uh, we had Domino. We had some of the Magia Mafia guys, gangsters. Um, we actually had Poison Ivy, which that, that was a that was a shame. And then I I forget who else we had. We had a couple other people. I think we had uh, Ben Urich. Oh, yeah. so it wasn't X Men. Right, right. It was it was Marvel. Right. Ben Urich and then Mystique, which. The person that did Mystique came as themselves. Oh, <laughs> uh, you punched them in the face, right? Well, I mean, she's older than me, so no. <laughs> I always hated that. I remember I had a Halloween uh, party in high school, and somebody came as Regis Philbin. They just wore a suit. <laughs> no. That's the way to go. No, you, you get out of my house right now. <laughs> so what were you? You were like a, like a, like a nerdy Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan? No, I for for the Halloween party we went to, I was Captain America. Oh. But I didn't think a lot of kids in the youth group were going to dress up, so I just became a nerd instead. Ah. For that gotcha. party. Gotcha. Yeah, so I wore my, you know, my my Marvel pajamas and a Ninja Turtle shirt, and I put tape on my glasses and combed my hair over. You looked convincing. I liked my hair like that. I've seen you looking like stellar, you know, like movie star Jared. I've seen it in life, in real life. I've also seen you pose next to, what's that guy's name? <laughs> that book you're holding up in that picture? The, you sent me a picture because uh, you said people say you look like him. Oh, what's the dude's name? Oh, Joel Osteen. Yeah, Joel Osteen. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, I thought you were going to go as him for Halloween. Your well, better life now. <laughs> well, for the Halloween, we go to a, a friend's Halloween party every year, and so we always do superheroes. So I've still got a few more I haven't been yet. Oh, you mean? <laughs> well, I I would assume that there's a ton you haven't been. Uh, if you I ever was Wolverine. <laughs> I was Wolverine one year, Captain America one year, Thor one year. So I, I guess I just... Oh, and I was Iron Man one year. So I just have Spider-Man and Hulk right now. Well, I've seen you in your Spider-Man costume. Oh, yeah. We went to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> yes, friend. <laughs> we did. Well, I was like, I haven't worn that for Halloween. You know what? I was almost going to wear that Venom costume that you and I made. Let's face it, that you made. And <laughs> let's be honest... But um, that picture, man, my pectoral muscle is too saggy. 
and the shirt's too tight. And I was like, there's no way I'm coming to work like that. So instead of being a flabby person, I came as Logan, who is awesome. But you've been working out. I could seriously tell by that picture that you've lost weight. That's very nice of you to say. I don't know if that's true, but that's nice of you to say. Well, then that outfit was very slimming. <laughs> now, did one of our listeners send you a picture first before I sent you the posed picture? <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, Gary, that's Gary a... sent me a picture of you and said, did, I didn't send this to you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that was, that was, that's wrong. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Gary. And then he sent me a picture of his wife dressed as Domino, and that outfit was really cool, too. It was good. I was impressed. But she was very disappointed because only one person in the office knew who she was. Oh. Uh, other people thought I was Scarface or a guy from The Hangover. Well, I, I got to admit, like, if I saw you at a party, I wouldn't think you were Wolverine unless I saw that, that comic, you know? Sure. Yeah. And we'll see. That's why I posted on Facebook. I put it right next to each other, the two. I actually put that picture up on my office door so that if anybody asks me, I'll say, oh, it's on the office door. You'll see what I am. And I labeled it. <laughs> Don't talk to me. Look at the office door. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> right? When you say it like that, it sounds worse than it truly is. <laughs> That's how you sounded. Don't That's... talk to me. It's on the office door. <laughs> no peasants. <laughs> I was trying today. I'm trying so hard to learn the people's names in this office. There's just so many of them. Oh, is it? Do you have not very many, uh, like new people? There. Well, there's. Uh, well, we're the new people because we moved from the other from corporate to to the satellite office. But there were already thirty people here, and most of them I had never met before. Okay. And they're all girls, and they all look very similar. And then they dress up like Mystique and Poison Ivy, and you just don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. Or they dress up like Poison Ivy, and you're like, I don't want to get to know you. <laughs> Actually, I mean, she's one of the supervisors I work with, so I have to know her. The other group, some of the customer support group, they all dressed up in Mario theme, and it was pretty freaking sweet. They did a great job. They had a Mario, they had a Luigi, they had a Peach, they had a Daisy, they had a Yoshi. They um, had one of those cloud people that throws the things at you. Yeah. The spinies or whatever. So you're going to have to bring your, your A game next year. Uh, I know. I think I've started something. Oh. <laughs> I mean, but really, when Jackie was asking me, why in the world are you growing out that beard? I was like, oh, it's, it's for Halloween. It's for morale. I have to do it. So do you still have the beard? No, I don't. I mean, that night. October 31st night, I shaved it off. And so you're, you're bare on your face now? Well, I got some, I got some manly stubble, but yeah. Well, last episode we had talked about the different colors of hair on your face. So I wasn't yeah. sure if you wanted to keep it going or not. Well, I, people, I went from the office to um, the trunk or treat that the church was having. And um, I was supposed to man a booth there, the pie eating contest booth. And so, um, but I was supposed to be in a country garb. So what I did was I, I don't know if you can tell on that picture the night before or no, that morning, instead of dyeing my beard black, I actually rubbed it with shoe polish gently. Oh. Yeah. So 
But I got a lot of comments at church like, wow, that beard is really coming in. But it's because it stood out because the color was black. No, it looked good. It looked all right. You know. Did you put uh, shoe polish in your hair too? No, no, no. Uh -uh. No, I did put a lot of gel though because that darkens it up a little bit. Yeah, it looks really dark. You look like a different person. Yeah, that's kind of what I was going for. (laughs) It's good to be a couple. It's good to be a different person every once in a while. That's why I act. That's why I do, you know, plays and stuff. <laughs> You're like oh, this Broadway guy or something? No, 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 no. I mean, but the church has plays every once in a while. They ask me to do it. And even though it's a lot of work, I usually do it because it's fun to be somebody else for a while. Who are you this year? Uh, I haven't been asked to do anything this year. Did the last one not go over so well? No, the last one, everybody loved it. It was, um, I was an old crotchety old man. I'm not far reaching, I'm, I'll <laughs> tell you. <laughs> but it was really good. It was really good. Usually this this girl and I are the ones that get picked for this. And uh, it was good this year because we weren't husband and wife or we weren't betrothed this year. I was it was she was actually my daughter in law, so that was that was refreshing. Okay, that's probably good. And and Jackie's not into acting? No, no, no. She very much seems like a behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, she enjoys whatever. She's very supportive. She just doesn't strike me as the I wanna be in the limelight center stage. No, she doesn't. And we're just complete opposites with our opinions on stuff. So it's like she constantly second guesses, even in, like even in conversations with me. Oh, maybe I shouldn't say that. Or maybe, oh, what did they think about that? I, I don't do that. I just say whatever I say. <laughs> yes, that is true. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> this is Marvel 616 Politics. Thank you for listening. 75 episodes. Uh, this is a comic book podcast, believe it or not. And uh, <laughs> I got I to gotta pull up the agenda here. You can email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com. You can go to our website, marvel616politics.com. And, of course, find us on Twitter at 616politics. You can also look us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash marvel616politics. We try to interact with the fans on a daily basis throughout the day. So come check us out there. You can also hit us up on YouTube. Our YouTube page, the username is Marvel616Politics. You can also give us a call and be a part of the podcast whenever you'd like by leaving us a message at 616-755-TINA. We're also on Instagram. Look us up at Marvel616Politics. And we are sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. What you can do, go there, pre-order two months in advance with the exact numbers that you need of the comics you love. And what does that do? It gives you 40% off. That's right. 40% off cover price. I don't know if you've been paying attention, but these $4.99 books that they're throwing at us every once in a while now becoming increasingly often are annoying. So I refuse to pay that much. Amen. I will go to dcbservice.com. They will become they will sh- be shipped to me 
in pristine condition as often as I want, whether it be once a month, twice a month, or four times a month. Yeah, I was on there today uh, looking at some stuff that they had, some different deals, and I collect the Funko Pop figures. Do you know those? Uh, if I saw them, I'm sure I would. I don't know them. They're like bobbleheads with no mouths. Okay. Eyes. And they had, I didn't realize that DCPS had them. They had them there for 20% off. So that's where I'm going to be getting my Funko Pops. That's crazy. All the Marvel books are, are at least 40% off. And some of the back issue, like the clearance stuff, that's 70% off. It's, yeah, they just. It, it's really good. It's, it's wonderful. Um, and then they also have, they've got a store, right? Yes, in Fort Wayne, Indiana. They have a store. They actually just moved to locations. They had a giant warehouse where everything, it basically it was the warehouse and then the, um, it was the, they had a storefront. But it comes in, the giant shipments come in, and then they open them up and they look at the, and, you know, they have kind of an assembly line with everything. Because uh, their sister site, InStockTrades.com, um, the warehouse was mainly for that. I've actually been there, and it is fantastic. There was a couple things where I thought, man, they don't have this. That's crazy. But I was looking in the wrong place, and I got somebody to help me, and they took me right to it. I was like, you know, the the new trades that have Amazing Spider-Man Volume 2, 1 through 29, I'm looking for those. And they're like, oh, those are called Chapter 1. They're right over here. I was like, oh, okay. And, I mean, in the midst of thousands of books on, on you know, maybe a hundred different publishers, which is ridiculous because we can only think of four, but they have that many. They also have this this clearance bin that uh, for damaged goods, and it is like 90% off, and these things are not damaged, okay? They've been read <laughs> once. Maybe the spine is a little bit creased or something. I mean, goodness gracious, it's, a, it's like you're ripping them off. <laughs> I feel a field trip coming up soon. <laughs> we should do it. We should do it. Yeah, I think it'd probably take me like three hours to get there, maybe. Oh, I think it's I think it's two for you. Okay, so how long would it be for you? So driving to you is 14, and then two is 16. Dude, what are you doing tomorrow? Ah, I got a meeting with the new CEO. Oh, man. Uh, all right, whatever. Yeah, uh, well, I'm trying to keep everybody's job here, you know what I'm saying? That's good. Yeah, it's good for everyone, I guess. Okay. We're also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership. You can look them up at www.crpsavings.com. They are a discount-based purchasing program that you can save on all of your needs from Office Depot. So what you do is you uh, go to their website, crpsavings.com. You buy a membership for $39, which is a lifetime membership. You never, uh, There's no renewal fees or you never pay again. And what they will do is they'll send you a membership card and a membership ID. You can use it in stores or online. And for everything that you purchase at Office Depot, it will be significantly discounted. It's kind of like D DCBS for comic books is CRP for office supplies. So, uh, you know, whether it's Keurigs or papers or Post-it notes or printers, um, anything that starts with P, really, uh, you can get it through Community Retail Partnership. And actually, they just have a, like, didn't we just see a, a, a buy one, get one free printer thing? Yeah, they have a buy one, for, get one free printer uh, going on. They've got, that's what made me think of printer and post-its, because I got their newsletter today. Um, they've got some post-it stuff going on. They've got a discount 
Um, any order is 15% off. Um, whether it's, you know, a $5 order or a $500 order, it's 15% off. Um, I'm trying to think, they had all kinds of, they had like 10 different deals in their newsletter today. You know, and what I like about them, I, I uh, emailed HR today because I had some requests for some office supplies here. And the girl from HR, who I've made cry before, so I got to be very careful. Um, <laughs> I said, oh, you know, do you think you could put that order in? She's like, well, I'm afraid to. This is so backwards. I'm afraid to put the order in because they say it'll be here the next day. And, well, it might not. And I don't want to disappoint you. And I was like, right. So would we have it by next Wednesday if you put the order in today, do you think? She was like, I'm, I'm again, I'm afraid to put the order in. And I was like, okay. So I'm going to go to the store and get the office supplies I need using my CRP card and actually save some money. <laughs> and then bill it back to your company. At full price, of course. Well, because that's, I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> the reasoning is nuts. <laughs> I know. And so I just said, well, thank you very much for letting me know and getting back to me. And then that was it. I was like, holy cow, I'm never even going to ask again. <laughs> for real. <laughs> but yeah, they've, they've got some good stuff. And also um, in their newsletter, it said that their membership um, is good for all the Black Friday deals or, uh, you know, day after Thanksgiving sales and all that stuff the Office Depot has. And so when you take your membership into the store for those deals, you scan your membership and you get that deal. Or if the price is better with CRP, you get that deal. So either way, you always get the lowest price. So it's oh, pretty Oh, that's good. good. That's good to know. You know, I was thinking like the buy one, get one free printer thing. I should stock up and just sell the rest on eBay for half price, right? Dude, I thought the same thing when they had that Keurig deal in September. Yeah. Huh? Not not a bad idea. Why not? I mean, you know, set up a little corner shop and sell some Keurigs and some printers. All right, why don't you tell us about Michael Webb Solutions and Darren? Because we actually have an email that I want to read that brags on, on Darren a little bit. So uh, let me pull it up. You, you tell him about uh, Michael Webb Solutions. Yes, our third sponsor is MichaelWebbSolutions.com. They are the... Michael Web Solutions is the business run by Darren, who is our third guy here at Marvel 616 Politics. Darren um, put together our website, kind of got all of our SEO stuff together, because that's just not what you and I excel at. And uh, so Darren got us hooked up with a, a fancy uh, website, and that's what MichaelWebSolutions.com does, is he goes in and he works with companies, he builds their websites, he does their marketing, all of their SEO stuff, he, he can help them, you know, track higher up in Google. He does all that kind of stuff. Um, Darren is also, he found a really good connection for us to get Marvel 616 Politics t-shirts. So definitely check them out if you have a business or you want a website design. We've got questions about marketing and SEO work. Uh, MichaelWebSolutions.com. Okay, so let me uh, let me read this email from Kevin McVicker, one of our one of the writers on the website, and then also one of our longtime listeners. Okay, so he decided that it would be a good idea to start all the way back at episode one and listen yeah. through, and then write an email about each episode. Well, <laughs> he gave up after episode two, which shame on him. But I I I still don't blame him. I mean, I went back and listened. It's pretty it's pretty tough. Oh, <laughs> <So>. bad man. <laughs> All right, so this is this is his email about episode 2. He sent an email about episode 1. Maybe we'll read it some other time. Andy and Jared, 
So now I'm on the second episode. Seriously, the plan was to do 74 of these stupid emails, but I'm not sure I can stand listening to any, <laughs> any more of your early podcasts just for a lame gag. It's rough. Like when you used to find poor live recordings of your favorite songs at a low bit rate on Napster that you'd burn it to a CD before listening to it and then take it to a party and everyone looks at you and thinks you don't understand that the minimum MP3 rate should be 128 bits. Definitely not at 54. And you try to explain that you didn't listen to it to check out the quality and then they mock you <laughs> for that because who doesn't check the quality? But I had a test that day and just set every, everything up on download before I left, and I got court summons for downloading that poor quality, and now I'm scared when I go to jail, I'm going to have to admit I'm there for sharing Alanis Morissette's ironic. <laughs> so that has nothing to do with us. That is just, I, 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 don't, I don't know what that is. He went nuts there. Kevin rambling. <laughs> okay, all right. He's a writer on our, on our, on our website? He's our head writer. Okay. I'm still not over that, so thanks for bringing that back up. So apparently that might be a true story. Uh, okay, here we go. <laughs> it's hard to listen to you talk about things and not jump immediately on Facebook to correct you. <laughs> Jared, how did you not know how to pronounce Aries? Andy, why are you letting infants bathe themselves? It's astounding that your children are alive. But they will be the strongest humans in the world one day if they survive your house. I will seek them out for guidance in a post-apocalyptic wasteland and help them build a Thunderdome-esque inspired society where John Derman and I will be their master blaster. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me why I stopped reading Thunderbolts after Warren Ellis' run, but shame on you for mixing him up with Garth Ennis. One is a vulgar Irishman who chain-smokes and writes comics, and the other is a vulgar Brit who chain-smokes and writes comics. All right, and here's the part that, you know, is is actually why I'm reading this, because it highlights Darren. And you had a website back in the beginning, which I think is still up in some form or fashion on, on WordPress somewhere. Uh, thank whatever heavenly host we must for Darren Michael, and it only took you guys 60 more episodes to make that happen. <laughs> anyway uh he said seriously thanks for making a fun podcast and a great community to indulge my love of marvel keep it up well you keep it up mcvicker you keep it up we actually had an episode named after him do you remember that vaguely remind the mcvicker entend <laughs> <laughs> i forget why it's even called that uh, I don't know. Maybe he'll need to go listen to that report in. Yeah, he's got. I mean, you gotta hit the highlights. You know what? He we we should pay him to go through and give us some clips for uh, episode one hundred clip show. Who did that? Who went through and counted all the Tino boards? Oh, that was Edwards. Jason Edwards. J Jason Edwards did that. Yep. He, he said, and he, he he said he told us who was winning and who wasn't. He and also I, went back and counted the Fantastics in an episode, too. I, I remember that now. Yeah. Oh, it's it's been a long time. Oh, my. Yeah, Jason, he, uh, I remember taking those and I tallied them all up and I was going to try and keep track from then on and then I lost the list. <laughs> and it was good. And I lost it. Jason, do it again. <laughs> um, let's see here. Um, uh, we have some, um, we have some voicemails. Would you like to listen to those? Yeah. Okay. 
First one up is going to be from Dwayne. Hello, this is Dwayne calling from Marvel 616 Politics on Facebook. I'm just wanting to wish Andy and Jared a happy 75th anniversary, or I'm sorry, an episode, and I know it's a big thing. I wish you all well, and you guys do a great job. Here's my question. I'm a a slightly disgruntled comic book reader for Marvel and was wondering what you see coming out for next year that's going to be able to bring somebody like me back. Well, you guys have a great one. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. All right, my man Dwayne. The only reason why I get on Facebook is for Dwayne. Do you realize this? No. Tell me more. Okay. I, I've i tried to give up Facebook several times, but the one time that I really thought I was going to do it, I didn't post the new, result, new releases and the covers for three weeks straight, and no one complained except for our buddy Dwayne. <laughs> he was like, hey. What's going on? Where are they? And I was like, oh, I was so close to being off of this thing. <laughs> but I, I I appreciate that actually somebody, I think recently we got somebody that said, these are great. They're very helpful. Thank you. So I, I was happy about that. That'll keep me going for another 75 episodes of that. They are. They are very helpful. I like to know what I need to pick up. <laughs> no, they're good because like... I go back and I actually look at them because I try to figure out exactly what week things came out for my spreadsheet <laughs> that I keep track on. So, All right, Dwayne's question was, as a disgruntled reader, what do we see in Marvel's future that would uh, maybe convince him to come back? Yeah, um, I'm going to defer this question to you. Man, I was I was hoping you wouldn't. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't. Everything that's up on the horizon, you know, is everything ends. So I don't. I really don't even know what's in Marvel's future to be able to give you something to say. You know what? Next, you know, next year in six months, this is the book you're going to want to be reading. I, uh, man, based on the. Based on the stuff we read tonight for this show, I'm not too positive on the whole thing. <laughs> it's really sad. I think, you know what, I would say that we got some great artists coming up. We got Pacelli and, um, oh, who's the guy that does, um, or oh, Marquez, Dave Marquez, Sarah Pacelli. Um, we got some, some talent coming in. Um, Bendis is working with somebody right now. Ah, me, I think. Any ideas? Any ideas for what? No, like, I mean, who do you like for art right now? Uh, I mean, we got Dodson <laughs> on Axis. I've never been a huge Dodson fan. No, I know that. But, I mean, his female characters are no. really top notch. I mean, I like... I like Sal LaRocca. I like him a lot. Yeah, I haven't seen him in, in a while. Um, he's doing... I just saw him his name on something, and then it got taken off because Marvel's going to have him do something else. <laughs> I just read that yesterday. Uh, Lionel uh, U was on Axis number three and number four. Yeah. I liked uh, whoever did the art on... We're going to talk about it. All new Captain America. I yeah, that, that was really good, right? It was clean. 
It was uh, it was impressive. The art on the Superior Iron Man, not not so much. Yeah, it was different. But I, I think we'll get to that. Uh, Dwayne, I wish we had more of a definitive answer. Like, you know, um, in six months, you're going to want to pick up these books. Um, in 12 months, I think we're going this this direction. But in State of the Union, we're going to talk about this a little bit more. But we really don't know where the Marvel Universe is going right now. So, um, I mean, there's some titles out right now that I enjoyed reading. I enjoy reading it every month. Uh, Magneto is always at the top of my list. It's always one of my first reads. Storm, of course. I love reading Storm. Nightcrawler. It's like all the, the solo X-Men titles I'm just I'm in love with. Um, I would recommend those three to you if you're looking for something that is self-contained but also has ramifications on the Marvel Universe as a whole. Dwayne, I would pick up those three titles. You know, I would say that... Um... If you're character driven, obviously a Bendis book. If you're um, if you're fun driven, then then pick up something in the vein of Hawkeye or Secret Avengers. Um, if you're story driven, then pick up Hickman's stuff. Now I don't know how much of this stuff is going to be around after you know time runs out, but you know the the solo titles are really going well right now. You got Punisher, uh, Deathlock was really good. Electra is, is pretty good, and Black Widow is phenomenal. So I would say, you know, look to those uh, to hold you over until we kind of get some more cohesion of where uh, the universe is going. Um, pick out your favorite solo titles or solo characters and follow them. That's what I would do. Good. Good advice. Always. Always good <laughs> advice. All right. Uh, we actually have um, not Stan Lee calling us, uh, wishing us a happy 75th. So uh, let's uh, let's do that. Boy, oh boy, body politic. I just can't believe how much Andy and Jared love Marvel Comics. Why, they've even gone so far this week as to, to appropriate the number 75, invented by yours truly, currently being used to celebrate the 75th anniversary of Marvel Comics for their 75th episode. Oh, well, keep your eyes open, fellas. The cease and desist is on the way. Celsius! Okay, well, uh, that wasn't what I was expecting about the cease and desist order coming. So It'll be cool to have some mail from not Stanley. You know, I got some mail from Marvel one time after I made a submission. It was what? very disappointing. What? You never told me this. What? Yes, I did. Yes, I submitted a story with, like, a storyboard and everything to them. And uh, the mail I received back was, you know, there's some other publishers that really look for this kind of stuff. Try them first. Huh. Yeah. No, you didn't know this? No. I wrote a script and a pan like a panel script and everything for a Spider-Man story that was uh that I liked. And I did it in college. And they I mailed it in as a submission. And they just said eh. They said start off at a smaller publisher and then that's how you can get our attention. Hmm. Which, you know, that seems legitimate. I guess. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, I'll have to I mean it's boring without the pictures, but, uh, you know, I can, I can throw it at you sometime. 
All right, so we have one more voicemail from our good friend, Frank Johnson. And uh, he has a question, uh, which I think he knows the answer to. So let's uh, give it a listen. Andy, Jared, it's the visionary Frank Johnson. How's it going, guys? Just want to ask, hey, is it 616 or 616? Anyway, I just thought I'd uh, give you guys a shout-out and uh, figure throw a question at you. Um, just wondering maybe if you guys could talk about the old Sega Genesis X-Men 2 Clone Wars game for a couple of seconds. So, uh, great game, great music, and if that's not Gambit's greatest theme song ever, I don't know what is. So, anyway, we'll talk to you all later. Bye. All right, so 616 or 616? What do you say? <laughs> uh, 616. What? No, it's 616. 616. Hey, you know what? I really, uh, did you read any of the, like, the Spider-Verse team-up book? Not, not like, not Spider-Verse number one, but Spider-Verse team-up number one? Yeah. Okay. The, Miles Morales was in that? And, and so was, uh, his girl, who is that, Kate? Anyway, whatever. Um, and it said Earth 610. Or one six one. I know it was six ten. I always thought the Ultimate Universe was sixteen ten. I'm pretty sure it is sixteen ten. Yeah. So I'm wondering. I'm wondering if that was a completely different universe, or if all this time I've been wrong, or if they're wrong. Mm-hmm. Either way, I, I can't handle. Well, I'm looking it up. All right. Earth 1610 is the ultimate universe. Good. Thank goodness. <laughs> All right, so did you play this uh, Sega Genesis Clone Wars game? X-Men oh, 2? yes, I played it. <laughs> did you? <laughs> no, tell me about it. I had to look it up. What? I didn't have a Genesis. What did you have? I had a Nintendo. First or Super? No, just an NES. Oh. Well, you're supposed to get Nintendo and then go to Sega, and then when you're done with Sega, then you go to Super Nintendo. Like, that's how it works. Oh, we we had a Dreamcast. We we got a Sega Dreamcast. Oh, I don't think anyone else had one of those. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's probably true, and that's why the day after we bought it, they announced that they're going to stop making games for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. X-Men 2 Clone Wars was phenomenal. It was so good. It was, you had like seven X-Men characters, and the whole thing was kind of around the Phalanx Covenant. Um, you got to be Magneto. You could fly. You got to be Psylocke, or Beast, Gambit, Cyclops, Wolverine. It was just a Nightcrawler, and goes with the seven. It was so fun. It was it was like hard, but easy enough that you could you know keep playing it. I, I would play that for hours. Oh my gosh! I think um, I I went over to a friend's house and we played on the Sega and X Men game, but I don't know if it was the Clone Wars one. It was very difficult. It had like a it had five people you could choose from, I believe, or four people. And they were all in different corners, and I think one of them was Nightcrawler. But, like, it was very difficult to control his power of teleporting. That would be X-Men number one. Okay, okay. You could be Wolverine, Gambit, Nightcrawler, Cyclops. 
That that sounds sounds about right. And that one was also amazing. But the teleportation was very difficult. You know, I can't think of an X Men game that I played that I really liked other than the arcade game. Did you ever play the X Men um I think it was called Apocalypse Revenge or Mutant Revenge, something along like like for Super Nintendo. No, it was very animated style. Yeah, very cool. That was a lot of fun. You could you went after Magneto and you went to Genosha, Omega Red, Sentinels. You you know what? I might have to look that up because um uh a buddy of mine ah who am I kidding? My brother. Uh, had somebody load all the Nintendo and Super Nintendo games, and probably the Sega Genesis games, on my uh, Xbox. And so I can play anything if I actually take the time to hook it up. How, how does this happen? How, how does what happen? How do you do this? Oh, I mean, there's like software, and you just switch out the hard drive, you preload the hard drive with, with stuff, and you can you can talk to my brother! He still knows the guy. I have an extra Xbox, man. What? Yeah, it's underneath my desk right here. At work? Yeah, yes, I haven't taken it home yet after three years. <laughs> <laughs> I moved it over here from the other office. That's what I was going to say next. Did you move offices? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> Better take my Xbox with me to my new office. It's got an awesome carrying case and everything. It's fantastic. Oh, I did rob the controllers, though, so that me and my daughters can play Halo together. Oh, your daughters play Halo? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, just the first one, though. I think you need to just just take a week's vacation, and I'll come down, and we'll just play video games for a week. We can do that. You know what? <laughs> if Miss Jacqueline goes to visit family or something, you need to come down here. Oh, would we have to watch the kids, then? It's... They watch themselves. Uh, I'm definitely... I, I don't know. What are you talking about? I don't want to babysit. I don't want to come down on vacation to babysit. I, You know, I would be offended, and I'm sure some listeners are like, what? How could he say this to his friend? But <laughs> I've known you long enough to understand that you just say exactly what you mean because, hey, if you don't say it, nobody's going to know. No, Andy, I love your kid. I mean, no, I know, I know. I'm not taking this poorly. If you don't say what your opinion is, and if you don't say what your preferences are, well, then you're going to be stuck doing something you don't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know that about you. I know. Saturday, we were supposed to, I was supposed to get together with my, two of my brother-in-laws and some other friends, and we were going to play Heroescape. Have you heard of Heroescape? No, is that where you skate around like heroes? No, it's like little miniatures, and there's a board, and we get together like twice a year, and we just play for like six, seven hours. Is it like Hero Clicks? Yeah, it's with those things, but it's a different board. Okay. And and so I told Jennifer, and we're going to get to do this, and then so she called up her sister and was like, let's go shopping, and the, the boys can watch the kids while we go shopping. Like, no, that is not that's not what we said. We're going to play Heroescape. We're not going to babysit and try and play a game with kids in the house. That's not how it works. And she was like, oh, you're right. I didn't mean to say that. So so it's not a personal thing against anybody's kids. It's just if I want to accomplish objective A, 
I want nothing to come in and keep me from, uh, you know, making that objective happen. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, when you come down and visit, I'll make sure my kids are sent away. Okay. Yeah, they can, like, you know, play with the rabbits or go to... <laughs> Here, go kill these five rabbits. We'll, we'll, we'll be talking to your mom and dad later. Maybe we'll just ask them if they can watch them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, what else we got going on? Do we get any uh, any Facebook messages we need to talk about? Um, no, no. Those were our our three voicemails. Okay. Hey, go and uh, why does why doesn't everybody go and rate us on iTunes? Look, I you know five stars. That sounds great. Um, you can then leave a comment and tell us what you don't like. That's fine too. But you know, five stars. We we need that. What what are we at right now? Oh, I don't know. But the five star rating actually it pushes the search results, so it'll uh, come come up higher when people search for comic book podcasts. Oh, cool! Also, yeah. with that, if you guys go to our website www.marvel616optics.com, um, we've introduced some ads, <laughs> some banners, and if you go to those sites and anytime you click on the banner, we get a couple pennies. And so what we've been able to do with those pennies is then reinvest into the website to make the website better. Um, we've been able to reinvest to make t-shirts for a fairly, we believe, a very cost-efficient price. Um, and we want to be able to do some things like videos and stuff like that. The The point of this is not, you know, Andy and I and Darren, none of us are getting rich on by these ads being clicked. What we're doing is taking that revenue and reinvesting it. So along with, with going to iTunes and clicking on that to get our numbers higher. If you can go to our website and click on a couple banner ads, that would be awesome. I think you're violating the terms of service right now. I, I, don't, think, I, I don't think you can ask people to click on them. Well, but I think they should click on them and then look at those things. <laughs> okay. Right? Sure, man. I mean, if, it, if, it's, if it's something they're interested in, absolutely. I was looking for Halloween costumes online, and I went to marvel616politics.com, and there's a Halloween banner. You know what? I really need to make sure that my ad blocker is turned off when I go there. I was like, get out of town. I need some Halloween costumes, and I clicked on my ad. Get out of town. Yeah. All right. So you want to do some uh, current events? Do it. Let's do it. Alright, current events. We have four books we're talking about tonight. Um, and sadly, the overall feeling with these books is... Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, no? Are you in, are you in disagreement? I, I thought we were both giving our opinions. I didn't know I was just taking on whatever you said. No, no, you give your opinion all the time. Go ahead. What's your opinion? What's your overall opinion of these books? Well, we're going to talk about it. Okay. Uh, that's what I mean. Overall. What's your overall opinion? Well, maybe I don't have an overall opinion. Maybe I have a different opinion about each one of them. Okay. All right. Go first. Which one do you want to do? Um, why don't you go first? Okay. Let's do Superior Iron Man number one. All right. So pretty much... We are back seeing a drunk Tony Stark 
because of the fallout from Axis number three, number four. And so basically he has introduced Extremis number three to all of San Francisco. He has loaded it on as an app on everybody's smartphones. And the whole point of this is to make everybody be their perfect person. So if that's going to be their perfect, uh, beautiful or smart or whatever, everybody looks amazing. And so everybody's happy in San Francisco. Um, Iron Man and She-Hulk are fighting some teen abomination. They're talking about how it's a stupid name because it has the word teen in it. And so what happens when he gets older? And it is kind of a weird thing. And then uh, teen abomination knocks Tony Stark's head off. And we find out that he's not really in that suit. And it's a robot, and he's controlling it from a pool surrounded by beautiful people. And Pepper's mad at him and uh, says, you know, what are you doing? Why are you drinking again? Why are you giving Extremis? Uh, what's with the new suit? We see a new suit that has symbiote capabilities, which how can that be bad? And it wraps around him, and it, he can call to it and everything. But basically she says, don't you understand that when you create most people or a lot of people that are beautiful or their perfect self, they just go ahead and pick on the ugly people. So then we see Daredevil saying, don't pick on these people. This is kind of a weird, this is a very strange book. Um, but then all of a sudden, the twist is that this app was not permanent. It gave everybody a free taste of what it was like to be their perfect person. And then they became ugly again. And now, a daily renewal of Extremist number 3.0 is $100. And Iron Man is going to make a billion dollars because he's making everybody pay for their perfect self, which, I mean, it's not unlike what we have today. If you wanted to be your perfect self, you... Buy the best shampoo, buy the best makeup, get liposuction, get the little nip and tuck thing, exercise and everything. You just got to pay for it. But I guess this was all the shortcut stuff. And then we see uh, somebody either Daredevil or Black Panther. Oh, no, it is the old Iron Man suit, which we don't know who's in that. And Pepper is talking to the old Iron Man suit and saying he's gone too far. And uh, the Iron Man suit says, don't worry, this is what we planned for. What do you think? I liked it. <laughs> really? <laughs> I thought it was just a. It makes sense to me. If Tony is inverted from the events of Axis, this is how he would probably act. Okay, I'll give you that. Yep. And it, uh, you know, it kind of brings about today's technology with stuff like apps and, um, you know. You know, consumerism, ninety nine ninety nine a day. Um, he runs into Daredevil, who's also there. I, I think it's a different take on Iron Man, but it still fits in his character because he's inverted. It's totally different than when it was first announced with him being like this and what was going on. I remember the episodes when we talked about this. I remember like, oh, this is awful. It sucks. Like, I can't read Marvel comics anymore. And now reading this, to me, it makes sense. Okay. All right. Um, did you enjoy the art and the writing? I am still not sold on the art, whether it's good or, or not good quite yet. Uh, I liked how he drew Daredevil. I thought that was cool. Um, so I think it's going to take me a couple issues to 
for the, the jury to uh, to still be out. This art looks like um, it looks like either an all ages book art or and by that I mean an artist that they don't pay full price for oh. or um, it looks like uh, some of the digital comics that they've put out there. Oh, it does. Def- yeah, I think maybe that's the tone. It looks like one of the digital books. Yeah, it's very strange. Um, okay, well, I will say that I do love the Extremis app logo because that is extremely clever. Because not only is it the on-off, you know, binary symbol, but it's also E3 for Extremis 3.0. But it also looks like a pill, like he's becoming a pusher. Like, hey, the first taste is free, but then you got to pay for everything. Okay. No, that didn't strike you as... Well, it didn't. I guess outside of the logo, I wondered how somebody gets an app on their phone and it changes their body. Yeah, I did wonder that too, but I was going to say, you know what, it's a comic book, okay, that's fine. (laughs) But, I mean, I think this is weird. Like, Tom Taylor is the writer, never heard of him. Uh, Yildiri Sinar is the artist, never heard of him slash her. Um, you know, very strange. Very like, where is Kieran Gillen? You know, what is? Uh, did they just give up that whole run? Like, what was his run about? If this is where we're going, you know? Yeah. How how long do you think this is gonna last? I honestly, I don't know how long anything is gonna last <laughs> with everything supposedly coming to a head this summer. You know? Yeah. I, yeah. I really don't know. Well, you know what? Your your point is is uh I agree with your point. This is if he was inverted, if his personality and his character traits and his morals were inverted, he would act like this. Why not? If he didn't take over the rest of the world. Okay. You know, I mean like he could do whatever he wanted, and if he really wanted to be evil, he's smart enough to do a lot of evil. Not just make a ton of money and make people feel bad, right? Yeah. What do you think about the social message that was in this book? Like when they were beaten up, like when Pepper says, let's see here, uh, extremists may be, may have made people more beautiful on the outside, but you know as well as I do that for some, it will only enhance all the ugliness within. You've created a master race across the city, but you've also created an instant underclass. What do you think about that? What do you think the point they're trying to put is? Uh... What are they trying to put? I mean, I think it was pretty evident what Pepper had said. I don't think I need to look much deeper into the surface of what she said, right? Well, I don't know. That's what I'm asking you. Because do you think that this is uh, this is out of the blue? Do you think that this is a social, like, uh, do you think that this is supposed to be a social message? Or is this just an out of the blue, like, people tend to pick on other people or what? Are the police there? Um, they just drove by. Okay. Yeah. We got in trouble. Um, it could definitely be something deeper. I know a lot of the Marvel books today seem to have some sort of agenda that they feel they need to push through the actions and thoughts of their characters. So, I mean, it really wouldn't surprise me. You know, there's there's talk about um, uh, income equality, you know? And you know, nowadays in the news, and and there's a lot of political thing or social thinkers that say that um, income equality 
um, is like this. The best people get the best things and they leave everybody else out. And so everybody needs a chance to have, you know, if you set the minimum income level for the nation, then everybody has a chance to do that. And, you know, I heard that this this is ridiculous. There's a there's a city, I think, in Kansas that they have mandated that you cannot get lower than a 50 percent on a test because it's still a failing grade. But if you got a zero, then you couldn't get out of the hole. But if you got a 50, then you can at least dig yourself out of the hole a little bit. And so that's the kind of vibe I got from this. Like, well, if you're not beautiful, then you're terrible. And then the beautiful people are going to pick on you because they're also terrible. I gotcha. No, nothing? No, I could definitely, definitely. I can definitely see the correlation there. It makes sense. San Francisco was, it's like the second or third city to vote to raise minimum wage to $15 over the next three years. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, it goes up to like ten seventy five this year, and then it goes up a couple bucks next year, and a couple bucks by the time in in three years, I think it's by two thousand seventeen or two thousand eighteen. It's supposed to be fifteen dollars. Oh man! Seattle did it, and I think there's another city that did it or is looking to do it. So it makes sense that if that's what's trying to be pushed across, that he's in San Francisco. You know. Okay. Anyway, I'm done with this. I, I, are you going to read the next couple of issues? Are you that interested? Like, did you like it that much that unless we read it on the show, would you pick it up on your own? I think I will. I think I'll give it. I'll give it the first arc to see how I like it. I want to know, um, you know, where does Pepper go from here? Uh, what does Tony's drinking? What is that going to do to him? Who is someone in this Iron Man original Iron Man armor, or is it just the armor? Where does Daredevil, you know, I want to see this confrontation that Daredevil's going to have against Iron Man. How in the world does Daredevil, you know, even touch somebody like Iron Man? They're, on, they're, they're in two different worlds in terms of power. Uh, are they going to show the societal effect of an app that's $99.99 a day? You know? Wow, dude. It, it really got your attention a lot more than I thought it was. I thought you were going to scoff at this whole thing. Are you done with it? Yeah. Oh, uh, like, will I continue reading? Yeah. Of course I will. I'm... <laughs> Everything, but will you read this because you want to or because you have to? Uh, not because I want to. Yeah. So you, All right. you don't want any of those questions answered that I discussed? Mm, no. Okay. No, that's fine. I appreciate your honesty. Well, it's not that I don't want them answered. It's that I don't care about the answer. I got you. Yeah. So I would love that to have them answered, but I've never, I, I'm trying to think of a Iron Man that I really enjoyed. And I think the closest I got was Matt Fraction's early Iron Man reboot stuff. And, you know, the Kieran Gillen, no. Um, you know, Fear Itself stuff was terrible. So it had to be like the early, early stuff where, Oh, and then the Warren Ellis stuff, right? Didn't he do the original Extremis? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. That stuff was really good. But since then, it's been it's been nothing. I'm, I've got to agree with you. Uh, Iron Man has never been one of those characters that I have been in love with, you know? Like, I want an Iron Man shirt, and I want an Iron Man figure, and I want to read about Iron Man on a monthly basis. 
He's never been like that. So I think for this to be such a drastic, different take on him is what's kind of appealing. You know, I think that if uh, the art was a little bit different, maybe a little bit cleaner and more serious, I think that maybe it would have a better draw for me. Okay. Which, you know, is weird because we talk about the story all the time, but I think it just feels too transient. Like, not gimmicky, like there's something new, but like, oh, yeah, yeah, we were trying to put this out on the shelves. Uh, you, you, you try your hand at it. You know, uh, the lines are a little blurry and, you know, you can draw people in bikinis. So, yeah, go for it. <laughs> I mean, that's what it felt like. I mean, there was nothing spectacular about that art. Now, the cover was good. Well, now uh, that I know about your Marvel submission, do you think that maybe that's where this is stemming? Because you were denied and, and this art isn't up to par for you? <laughs> I didn't draw anything. Oh, you didn't? No, I wrote the story. And then I did I, I did panel layouts. So there wasn't even a doodle? No, no, no. No doodle. No, I can't. I can't draw for beans, man. Well, I didn't think so. So that's why I was surprised that you submitted your art to Marvel. No, 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 no. I I submitted a full script of a of issue one of a a, a five issue series. Maybe we should oh. revisit. We should revisit that when we're playing video games. <laughs> like okay. when we take when we take a break for ice cream. Yeah. No. That sounds great. Sounds like both of us will have a blast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're 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 up. Axis number four. Alright, we're gonna do axis four and five. We're gonna put them together. Um, Alright. Cap Falcon and the Inverted Avengers decide they need to kill the Red Skull. Uh this releases the Hulk's Hulk named Claw. <laughs> <laughs> and it's revealed that the Red Skull is missing. Meanwhile, the inverted X-Men have united with Apocalypse in his vision, Survival of the Fittest. Cap Falcon tricks all the members of the Avengers to meeting together in Manhattan. Once together, he shrinks them with pin particles and imprisons them as he knows one of them freed the Red Skull. Spider-Man and Nova are able to escape before this happens, and while doing battle with Medusa, are saved by Magneto. They meet with Steve Rogers and Nomad to strategize before Nova heads off to battle Club. Apocalypse's ship and the X-Men arrive in Manhattan to get the Red Skull, only to beat up Cap Falcon and find out Red Skull is missing. They give the humans of Manhattan three hours to vacate the island. So that's pretty much what happened between Axis number four and five. There are also a couple of smaller stories like uh, with Carnage um, saving a family. And Spider-Man not really, you know, kind of being surprised by what's going on. But that's the that's kind of the meat and potatoes of what happens. Um, the art is hit and miss in some places. Um, you've got one with Lionel Yu and one with Terry Dodson, and their styles are extremely different. Uh, that's kind of a been one of the big issues I've had with Axis is I, I'm down with them wanting to get it get it published on almost a weekly basis. That's great. It's great for storytelling. It keeps me engaged, and every week I want to go back to the store and get the next issue, as opposed to waiting a whole month. That works. But when you've got 
Hubert, Hugh, and Dotson, each one drawing two issues at a time, and their arts are all very different from one another. It really messes up the flow of the story. And, you know, Rogue looks one way, drawn by Hubert, totally different way, drawn by you, and like some voluminous babe dropped by Dotson. You know, they're, they're just so different. So that was kind of a struggle with those issues. Um, I don't know. I think this is kind of, for me, the jury's still out on this as well because so many of these characters are inverted that I'm not really quite sure what to think. Like, do, you know, do I like this? Do I not like this? Um, but a lot of it is, you know, the way that it ended is, I don't, you know, how are they coming out of it? The heroes are like in a huge mess, you know? They're just, you know, the X-Men and Apocalypse are going to, everybody dead. The Avengers are all shrunk. The inverted Avengers are nasty. You know, like, who, who is left to save the day? This, this book is off. <laughs> it's so bad. Well, I, okay, the art on uh, number four is is phenomenal. It is top-notch. Uh, Francis Yu, he, he does a wonderful job, and I think that the his art and the tone of his art really matches this. Dotson looks completely rushed in this issue. Did you get that feeling? Yeah, it's the same feeling I got with uh, Hubert. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now... I love Dotson's art. I love like when he does faces close up, like the the expressions on 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 uh, people's faces. But there's so most of this is so flat, and how Remender writes Spider Man is terrible. Yeah, he was he was annoying. <laughs> he was and look, he makes jokes, but he doesn't talk just to be stupid all the time. It was. It was off. It's kind of like how he wrote Tony Stark in Access 1. He just, it was like Robert Downey Jr. It wasn't Tony Stark. And this this book, it's like, I mean, okay, Remender always has this problem. Everything I've read, read with Remender, it's, you know how uh, Mark Millar, he, he comes up with like a neato story idea, but he the execution is kind of rough? Mm -hmm. Okay. It's almost as if Remender has the same problem, but his Nito story idea is always bad. It's never Nito. You know what? Like Franken Punisher, what if he becomes Frankenstein? That would be great. You know, and Captain America. You know what? What if the ideals of Captain America was in Dimension Z and he was fighting mutants the whole time, like m mutated like garbage cans? <laughs> you know, like. It's just who who is approving this? That that's what it comes down to. I mean, they're you know he has an editor, and then Axel runs the whole show. So there are other editors that are saying, "Yep, let's do this. This is a good idea." This is a terrible idea. I don't know how this thing got approved. I, I like introducing uh, Apocalypse. It's about time. The claw thing, not a good idea. <laughs> not good. The inverted personalities, maybe, but it would be so much better if it wasn't Falcon. If it was Captain America, it'd be better. 
I kind of thought that too. It was it was bittersweet to see Magneto and Grandpa Rogers meeting, you know, with with you know Rip Off Nomad and Nova and Spider Man. Oh yeah, this Nomad. Oh my goodness, this just the whole idea is just awful. And it's and it's a shame because these covers are pretty cool, you know. Uh-huh. No, I I think I don't know, I don't know what the deal is with a lot of the crossovers and the big events lately. You know, from Original Sin to this, like they're just I don't know. I think they're good in, you know, if you sum up the event in one or two sentences of what you want to happen. They're like, oh my gosh, I want to read that. I want to read a mystery of who killed the Watcher, because that sounds like a sounds like a, a prime time murder mystery movie with superheroes. I'd love to read that. But then you read Original Sin, you're like, what was that? <laughs> well, there's no there's no contest between Original Sin and this. I enjoyed Original Sin. This is t- terrible. Oh, see, I just did not enjoy Original Sin. I mean that. I mean, Original Sin had all of my favorite characters. So, but and they and they were portrayed. Even though it was a strange situation, they were portrayed well. The only person who is portrayed well in this is Magneto so far. Yeah. And and Apocalypse. Magneto and Apocalypse are the only two people that are okay in this whole thing. Well, but the others are inverted. So I gotta be able to have some leeway for it. How in the world? Can you invert Magneto? Uh, I don't think Magneto is inverted. He's... Oh, really? Is he? He was there. But not everybody that was there got inverted. Are you sure? I thought it was everybody who was there. No, if you look at the beginning pages... Yeah? It says who's inverted. Mm -hmm. Do you have the issue with you? Yes. You look at the... Inverted heroes and villains. Magneto's right there. Magneto is inverted. Okay. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, he's inverted so he's good now? Like, he's inverted so he's bad? Because I can't remember where he was. (laughs) 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 And then, like, he traps them all with pin particles. Like, ah, you know what? Starbrand was there, too. So we'll just trap him. Like, it's just... Where was Hank Pym? Good question. That's why I wanted to know, like, where was Ant-Man or Giant-Man or... Well, these people, these people on the front here... Oh, the Avengers. Yeah, well, the thing was there and uh, Power Man, of course. Yeah, the the young Power Man. That's important to put his face there. And Starbrand, everybody knows who he is. And, uh, like, Valkyrie. We haven't seen her in forever, so let's throw her in there. Hulkling. Wiccan. This is well, ridiculous. Well, I kind of wondered what Medusa was doing there, because if the Avengers are being called, she's not an Avenger. Right, she was part of the Fantastic Four, or the FF. Yeah, but never but a member of the Avengers. It just, you know what, this whole, it doesn't seem like anything is fitting together in the Marvel Universe. Am I am I wrong? Am I being short-sighted? <laughs> it, it's not like everything is, 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 is so disjointed and not coherent Except across the board, Steve is old, and and I I pity Hickman who has to deal with this nonsense in his magnum opus, you know. Yeah, but who's to say that Hickman didn't already know all this stuff? 
Well, no, I mean he 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 may have, but okay. Well, here's here's what's going to go on in the uh, in the Marvel U at the time. Can you form a story around this type of thing? Well, I take that back. Today, I uh, Tom. How do you say his last name? Brevor. 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 He did a live chat on Newsarama, and I got in and I asked him some questions, but mine didn't get answered. But Aww. he did say that the the countdown that they're doing in the Avengers titles. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. That um that originally when this was all decided upon, that Professor X was supposed to be a part of it. So that tells me that this has been planned for years. So was supposed to be part of the the Hickman story? Yes. Yeah. Huh. So that tells me that this was just like years in the making because Xavier died when Avengers bought the X Men. You know what I'm you know what I'm thinking? Maybe they didn't bring him back in time, or um, maybe he's going to be back at the end of this. You you know what I bet? I bet you that um, instead of old man Steve, it was supposed to be Xavier in the Hickman run. Oh, now that's an interesting theory. Yeah, have you have you been reading that? Reading what? The Hick- Avengers and New Avengers? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. I bet you that instead of having uh the Steve character, I I, I bet it was uh and he probably morphed it, but originally I bet it was probably X-Men. You know, because that would be, you know, uh oh, we jumped 8 months ahead. How in the world is this, you know, X uh Professor X who's all about equality and safety and non um uh prejudice and and jailing everybody why would he be running shield i bet you i bet you that was that was it i don't know i may I, i'm probably i'm very imp, i'm very partial so i think what hickman's doing with the marvel universe is bigger than just avengers and new avengers it probably should be its own title um and i think that because it's so good and such a huge story that he's writing, everything else should probably fit into that. Or just ignore it, but not take center stage. Like Hawkeye, that title, and Daredevil, that title, those barely go in contact with uh, the rest of the Marvel U. You know, you got Elektra, you got Punisher. You know, we're still having fun with superheroes, but these main books, these main storylines, they're just so convoluted and they don't make any sense. Like, if you want your fun comic book stuff, then there are titles out there, you know, and it's like, oh, that's wacky, that would never happen, but I'm suspending my disbelief and and participating in this by reading it. But, like, this Axis thing just doesn't make any sense to me. You know, oh, we're going to bring in Onslaught, and then the Hulk is going to have his own Hulk, and then we'll bring Apocalypse back, and, oh, it's going to be great, and then we'll shrink everybody down. And, and and then like Nova's gonna fight Hall. Oh, it's gonna be fantastic. Oh, write it. Yeah, write it up. Yeah, do it. Show me. <laughs> <laughs> Captain America's gonna be mean and black. <laughs> like, okay, all right. Well, Scott had a really good point. He was he was um, explaining, you know, his displeasure with the Marvel Universe, as Scott usually does. <laughs> but he had some really good points in just saying, you know, why doesn't Marvel just make 
this is a whole nother topic, but you talked about, you know, black Captain America being angry. That, uh, you know, why doesn't Marvel either create new characters of different cultures and colors, um, or take the, the existing ones they have and strengthen them, make them into characters that people care about, instead of, you know, put, uh, we'll make Thor a girl, that way we can have a, a girl that we, we care about, and, uh, and Falcon, you know, he's like a C or D list character. But we'll put him in Captain America, so you don't really have a choice. Like you have to. I yeah, I got two two answers for that. Number one, they failed so many times that they can't. the The fans don't trust them, right? So you have to get a fan favorite to come up like an underdog story, and that's why Ms. Marvel is doing fairly well. Which that's a good fun read, and that's a you know that's a female teen uh Pakistani like immigrant and um you know uh minority religion and so th- that's your exception right there but they failed so many times that now they like you said they have to force the reader into well if you want the main storyline you're going to have to put up with us uh including more people and i mean I don't want to get too political, but man, state of Utah, uh, their first female black senator ever elected to the Senate. Not not just Utah, anybody, I, I believe. Yeah, ever. Yeah, I think, right, senator? Yeah. And they, they were, I heard this interview with her, and the, the hosts of uh, MSNBC were saying, well, it's about time. I'm glad that everybody gets a seat at the table now. And... Man, if I were her, I would have been so offended. She she handled it very well. She said, well, you do know that I wasn't elected because I'm black, right? And they were like, well, I mean, we want to give everybody a chance. She's like, no, 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 no. The reason why I was elected is because the constituency that I represent actually agrees with my politics. Not because I'm black, not because I'm white, not because I'm a female, not because... I'm a certain age. They actually just agree with what I'm saying. And these stupid people were like, well, uh, well, but I mean, you, you got to be happy that, that a black woman's now in the Senate, right? She's like, no, that, that has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> so that's what I feel about these comic book characters. Like, I don't know what minority sunspot is. I just like him. Is it important for me to know that he's, I mean, what is he? He's from Brazil. Right. Is it important for me to know that he's Brazilian in order to for, for me to appreciate him? Or Storm? Oh, she's she's black. Or Luke Cage? Like, oh, well, I have to like him, or I do like him because he's a good black character? No, I like him because he's a good character. That's just... And so, what is the purpose? Are they just saying, oh, this is the natural progression of the story? Uh, Falcon's gonna take up the mantle of Captain America? No, that doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> You know, it's like, oh, well, you know, obviously we're going to have to make Thor a girl because, you know, I mean, that that makes that makes a little bit more sense because it has to do with who's worthy to pick up the hammer. But anyway, we, we've talked about this. Sorry, I didn't mean to give. No, we usually talk about this every episode. <laughs> <laughs> 75 episodes in. Well, it is Marvel 616 politics. Absolutely. We bring the politics. I, I think there's a lot of... I mean, I would love to see an Invisible Woman solo title. 
I really would. Oh, who would read that? I would. I think that you could make that character very interesting. The Black Panther Man Without Fear solo title where he was in Brooklyn taking Daredevil. I liked that one. I thought that was good. You know, these these pe- these characters can stand on their own. I mean, Nightcrawler, he's German, right? Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. Invisible Woman of all people. She's just always been kind of boring. I think that if they tried, they could make her interesting. I think that she could be a good character. Yeah, I think you can probably make any character a good character. Right, so why not do it? Why, like Scott's saying, why do you have to introduce new characters? Because you're like, you know what, our characters... All of them suck, so we're going to have to introduce somebody. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with introducing new characters. That that makes sense. That ke- Otherwise, things will be stale. But if you already have a stable group of characters, uh, you can really work on making them cool as opposed to making them a different sex or nationality but still saying they're the same character. I would be more apt to read a Falcon title instead of a Captain America title with Falcon as Captain America. I would agree with you. Because I think Falcon can stand on his own. I don't think that stepping into this leadership role is character growth. I think it's forcing the reader to... I mean, I know it's all fiction. and They can say, oh, no, no, it was his character all along. But, no. No, it's very forced, because why wasn't Falcon doing this stuff before he put on a blue mask and got a shield? Right. Like, seriously, dude, you dropped the ball. <laughs> uh, Luke Cage, when, when Bendis was writing, he was running the new Avengers. He was the he was the lead. He did a great job. Yeah. So, all right. You want to skip all new? No, 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 no. Let's at least touch on it. All right, all new, Cap. Do you want to do it? Yeah, okay. I'll do it. Um, I mean, there's not much. The art on this is really good. I mean, it's imminent. You know, so it's it's top notch. And uh, I didn't even realize it was imminent until I just opened it right now. Basically, we got. Yeah, no, but I mean, I I did in my mind think, wow, I really like this art. But it makes sense because I I like him. Falcon is going. I mean, the new Captain America. Whatever. I call him Cap Falcon. Cap Falcon. I like it. Cap Falcon is going into this underground tunnel with Hydra and basically. He's uh, <laughs> he's fighting all these Hydra agents. He infiltrates. Uh, he throws the shield and messes up, but don't worry because it's Nomad underneath <laughs> as dressed as a Hydra agent. And so they fight Batrock the Leaper, which I didn't know he was part of Hydra. And then all of a sudden they break through and they're falling and <laughs> eventually they go into an elevator. <laughs> so this is the storytelling of this is so terrible and then uh they find out that underground it's not just hydra but there's taskmaster who died so i don't know how he's there sin serpent society baron uh baron zemo and then um crossbones and uh, baron zemo says oh we were just disgusting you captain now the art in this book i will read this book for the art i will read the next issue because if imminent sticks with it, it it's worth it but this is, I have the exact same problem with this as I do with all of Remender's other stuff. This one's a little bit more believable. But, you know, like, I'm going to have to really figure out why these guys were together with Hydra. And I bet you it's not going to explain anything. It's just a, a, a way to showcase and say, Falcon can stand against all of Captain America's old bad guys. 
and you as a reader should care about him because he's that good. He's not. He's not. He doesn't have a super soldier serum. And this thing with Nomad, I don't like that character at all. But it is interesting if they have a little tiff about, you know, how come he doesn't have the shield type of thing. Yeah. All right. What'd you think? Um, it was a pretty straightforward story. You know, Falcon comes in, beats up Hydra, cleans up, serious bad guy reveal at the end. Like it was, it's pretty cut and dry. Uh, yeah. Kind of surprised they killed Bashrock. They killed him? Then he, yeah, he, uh, Nomad killed him in the lava, didn't he? Oh, yeah, 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 that's right, yeah. And he had to go they, out and wearing such an awful costume. Oh, that was terrible, and that mustache. Oh, that's what makes him, like, the mustache and a pink and yellow leotard. Like, that's Batrock. He's funny. He's funny. He was so good in the movie, man. Oh, yes. He w- I wish he would have been in the rest of them. But, uh, I mean, I like seeing Captain America's rogues gallery, basically, a who's who at the end. And I like the art. Um, I just don't like Falcon as Captain America. Like, I think if I would have read this exact same story, but with Steve Rogers, I would have enjoyed it so much more. (laughs) Right, so how many issues is it going to take for us to shake off that feeling and say, okay, well, you know, I I like the story. So, you know, I don't know. I think it's going to take a long time. Uh, yeah, I don't think this will probably be one I'll continue. I'll continue reading Superior Iron Man, but probably not all new Cap. That's so foreign to me, man. I mean, what? and I, you, you read, this is crazy, okay? Because you, you like the art. And I like the stories. And you're drawn to Superior, uh, Superior Iron Man because of the story. And I'm drawn to this crap because of the art. I'm a walking contradiction. Oh my goodness. What are we doing? I mean, if we, you know, I, I would like to tell the listeners that we we were gonna do Spider Verse number one, uh, but my goodness, it was it's yet another issue of all different. Hey, what if Spider Man alternate reality stories? This is like they had a mini series of all the alternate reality stories. They had a couple epilogues of alternate reality stories. They had um, Superior Spider Man number thirty two and thirty three with alternate reality. They have the team up with alternate reality stories. What are they doing? Like, they're just milking my pockets. Well, I told you on the last podcast, I said there are too many Spider-Verse titles. You're like, there are not too many Spider-Verse titles. There's only like four. And then I read this, and it it just cemented what I said. I don't remember you saying that, but I do agree with you now. (laughs) It was just, it was, I try not to say something is bad. I try to say, you know, I didn't enjoy this. I didn't care for this. I didn't like this. But, Spider Verse number one was just bad. <laughs> I just—it was like a waste. Like you could spend that money on so many other things because it was a complete waste of money. Well, I hope you realize that when I say this stuff is bad, I mean somebody obviously thinks it's good because it's selling. So when I say it's bad, it—it it should be clear that it's my opinion of these things. I'll tell you if something is objectively bad, but most of this stuff is just fine. (laughs) This is objectively bad. This is, on any scale, this can only be considered bad. Like Frank and Punisher. (laughs) Oh, that is objectively bad. (laughs) We'll see where all this is going, and we'll see how long it lasts. I find it interesting that this is done by the same writer, 
who has proven staying power, but Superior Iron Man is not. It's by a new writer, new creative team. But, you know, I just wonder if this whole thing is just going to go away. And so they say, oh, what the heck? We'll try it, you know? I mean, we're going to be, time's going to run out in six months, so why not? Yeah, it's just kind of have, have fun. Do whatever you want to do. Time travel in every title. Do stuff that won't make sense. Because maybe we're going to do something this summer that kind of wipes that slate clean. All right, you, uh, oh, we got our uh, special guest interview coming up next. Well, so for this part of the show, we're going to be joined by some very, very important guests. I mean, Andy, these guests are so important that without them, this show would not even exist. We are joined by the one and only Mr. and Mrs. Mom and Dad Kirby. Yay! (laughs) How are you guys? We're great. A little bit chilly right now, but we're doing fine. A little chilly. Well, it's, it's great to have you guys on the show. This is a big episode for us. Um, so we wanted to pull out all the stops, and it kind of stops with you guys. So that's what we pulled. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're glad to have you. We, we actually, Andy doesn't know this, but we have about 15 to 20 user questions from the, the people that love us on Marvel 616 Politics. Oh, boy. It, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. For specifically for my folks? Absolutely, yes. I, uh, I contacted some of our faithful listeners, and they've submitted questions for me <laughs> to ask. Oh, this should be good. I hope I have good answers. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're great. They're a great uh, group of people, and some questions are serious. Some are silly. Um, I threw a couple of mine in there, too. So uh, just feel free to be as honest or as deceptive as you want to be. Okay, he's already turning red. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Um, can you guys tell us, well, first, what should we call you? Are you mom and dad? Are you Mr. and Mrs. Kirby? Are you Bon Bon and Pop Pop? We're definitely not Mr. and Mrs. Kirby. Mom and dad's good or Bon Bon and Pop Pop? Either one. Either one works. All right, can you kind of give us some origin of how Bon Bon and Pop Pop came to be? Bon Bon came about because when I was teaching high school, where Andy went to high school, one of his, they must have called me that behind my back because my first name is Bonnie. And I think one of his friends went by one day and said, hey, Bon Bon, which he should not have done. (laughs) And then it just turned out when Andy and Jackie started the big grandchildren influx, we just went with Bon Bon because that was easy. Now, Pop-Up. Pop-Up is a historical, in the Kirby family, uh, reference to grandfather. Okay. Awesome. It's it's in the genealogy books. (laughs) (laughs) It's hysterical. I mean historical. Well, going along with the names then, was Andy named after anyone? Well... Andrew Stevens, so they're both biblical names, but also I used to teach school, and I had an Andy in one of my classes, and I liked that name a lot, and so went with it. That went with that, and I think Pop Up went along with that too. Yes, I did. 
Okay. I didn't know about the school thing. That's, <laughs> so we're already learning new things. That's great. Just, just think of the Bible. It was all biblical, Andy. You're right. <laughs> and what? Andrew actually means the bringer. And when Andy was young, he would, you know, give the good news to other people. So we thought he was the bringer. Okay. That's, that's cool. Uh, and along with his name, has it always been Andy? Was it ever Andrew or Drew or maybe Ann? <laughs> it was it was Andrew uh, when he was in trouble. Uh. Right. Yes. When uh, somebody asked him his name in the grocery store, he said, Andrew Stephen Kirby, stop it. Because anytime he used <laughs> his full name, they thought... He thought that's what it was, because I always had to tell him, stop it. That's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> but it's a good story. <laughs> no, this is good. All, all your answers are segueing into the next question. Uh, how did you punish Andy when he was bad? Well, I was a strong supporter of the spanking. <laughs> And he broke many a spoon, so I got myself a plastic paint stick, and it had holes in it, so it was very, the air went right through it, and uh, it was, his punishment was quick and decisive, and then we could go on from there. Don't get us in trouble, uh, Bon Bon. Oh, nope, always in a very (laughs) kind and loving way. Uh, you might have to edit that one, Andy. <laughs> are these are these the listener questions, or are these yours, or is this where it's all the whole shebang? No, these are all listener. I think I have like two of my own questions. <laughs> okay, um, as parents, what what do you believe to be Andy's greatest achievement? Bagging Miss Jack. <laughs> <laughs> That's right up there. That's for sure. I don't know. Many, he's got many, many achievements. And I would say uh, uh, just becoming uh, a wonderful son and a wonderful husband. And dad. And dad. Yep. <laughs> and someday pop-pop. <laughs> <laughs> what was Andy's favorite toy or game as a child? He, he liked video games a lot. He got, um, what, what was that thing you used to have? He had a, he got a Nintendo thumb. He had something wrong with his thumb, and it when we took him to the doctor, it had to do with playing uh, Nintendo too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> All right, again, with Andy still being young, when did he stop wetting the bed? Oh, he never had a problem with that. That was oh. not. Sorry, I know you wanted to really <laughs> get something on him on that one. I mean, it's easy to not to wet the bed when you wear diapers until age five. <laughs> All right. Um, have you ever tried to steer Andy towards other hobbies? Um, we know that he's got a, a, a fascination with rabbits, but have you ever tried to steer him somewhere else? I, I tried very, very diligently to uh, steer him toward uh, lawn mowing in his, in his early years, but uh, that didn't take. It does now. 
Yeah, well, that, that really helps me a lot now. <laughs> That's okay. Andy may not have been good at lawn mowing, but he had one special job at our house that had to be done every once in a while, and he was the one that got stuck doing it. We have a raised house, and so it's pretty scary, spooky, yucky underneath it. And once in a while, Dad would tell Andy, you got to go under there and get something. And he he braved that one. <laughs> yeah, Who knows yeah, what get, lives under there? Snakes, what, alligators. What, what did I have to get? It makes me sound like a, like a treasure hunt. <laughs> Every <laughs> once in a while, you got to go under and you got to get something. Well, know. occasionally there will be a, a, a soccer ball that wandered under there. Or uh, I think one time you fixed a pipe for us. Yeah, and not only that though. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't all glitz and glamour like getting the soccer ball. It was like, you know what? Something dead is stinking up the house. Can you go pull out that dead cat? Right. We'd usually tie a rope around his ankle, and so that if you know we tugged on it a little and he didn't come, we could always pull him out. <laughs> Again, that's a lie. <laughs> oh, we, we we there was no rope. They were just like, oh well, it's it's if, if, it, if it doesn't come out, it doesn't come out. Yeah, we would never leave you under there because it would stink up the house too much. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm starting to understand where Andy comes from. <laughs> All right, um, what what do you guys think about Andy being basically off the grid in in how he lives? <laughs> I didn't really realize that, but it's like no wonder I can't get in touch with him he when never, I need to. He never does answer his phone, so you you probably describe him accurately. You you've blown my cover, Jared. No wonder you're not answering the phone. Now, Jared, you never you've never met Bon Bon and Pop Up, right? No. Okay. All right. So. Because we had a whole group of people come down for spring break one time, and I think that was before I had met you. That's what he's telling you now. <laughs> you weren't you weren't purposely excluded. No, I mean, out of those 16 guys that came, <laughs> yes, we had a... Andy brought a house full of guys. And, of course, the when he got out of the car after driving down and he's got 16 or 15 of his buddies around. That was the first time he had ever shaved his head completely bald. And I was floored and I wanted to give him a good talking to, but he had 15 friends there and I had to be happy. She wanted, she wanted to use that paint stirrer that she talked about. (laughs) When, if you were bringing, you probably brought guys from the Hill. Am I correct? Uh, yeah, it was there was uh, Ben and Eric and Phil Kirby and uh, well, I mean there was a ton more. Jeff pajamas, pajamas. Jeff Conklin. <laughs> I don't know if you know him. <laughs> and one girl, Kim. Yeah, Kim Ross. Yeah, one girl. Yeah, I didn't. I forgot to invite Jackie. <laughs> People would ask her, "Oh, you going? Everybody's going down there." And she was like, "What are you talking about?" And I forgot to invite her. Oh, boy. All right. Um, <laughs> I, I've got I've to gotta wipe my tears away because I didn't get invited on that trip. <laughs> what, is a, what is your favorite comic character and why? Um, mine is the Incredible Hulk. 
And because that's who made the most impression on my children because they would say, I would say, don't make me angry. You don't, you won't like me when I'm angry. And then they would say, oh, don't do that. Mama, hulk out. <laughs> that, that's not a lie. <laughs> Bob? <laughs> this, this is a, a tough one. Um, I guess when I was a kid, I always used to read Sergeant Rock. Now, that's D.C., so don't, oh, don't, don't freak out, Jared. Okay. <laughs> I didn't realize that, but that's, that's what uh, Sergeant Rock and Superman at the barbershop. But you like the ghost tank, right? Yes. Again, D.C. <laughs> right, but I read Spider-Man at the barbershop when I was waiting for my brother. So, Spidey and all that, way back then. Spidey and all that, volume one. So you guys would read stuff at the barbershop, but you didn't necessarily have a, a big interest in comics as children. Well, I did have a collection, but they were DC, so we won't mention that. You had a collection? <laughs> tell me, tell me. No, I did. I had a whole bunch of Superman comics, and I'm really upset that somehow, I don't know where they went. Probably my brother took them. But I had about, well, when I say a whole collection, to me it was a lot. I would buy them and, you know... Lana Lang and Lois Lane, they would always be in a fight over Superman. <laughs> I could get into that. <laughs> okay, have, have, have either of you guys ever listened to the podcast before? Yes, I have. <laughs> I have not. <laughs> I, when I'm cooking, I've, I can't say it's often but a couple times i've had you guys on and i i felt like i told andy wow it's just like having you and jared right in the kitchen with me while i'm cooking and talking it was great and so what do you what do you think about andy doing a podcast <laughs> andy i love everything andy does <laughs> i'm i'm not surprised and i'm not like overly impressed i'm just that's Andy. <laughs> do, you, do you realize we're in like our fifth year of doing this? We wasted. Oh, are you talking to me? Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah, it's time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you guys like the ocean and do you like ice cream? <laughs> um, you go first, Papa. Is it is it an either or, Jared? <laughs> do you like either? Do you yeah? Do you like the ocean? Do you no, like no, no. Ocean? Okay, I want. I would like to point out here that you asked a very straightforward question, and he asked for clarification. Okay, that is, and you, Jared, you did not give him a hard time at all, and you give me a hard time every single time. No, I'm learning. I'm learning about you through them. <laughs> Okay, the question is, do you like ice cream? And then, question mark, end of sentence. Also, do you like the ocean? Yes, and yes. And I, I also like the Gulf of Mexico, too. <laughs> yes, I like ice cream. I don't indulge as much as Pup-Up, who does every, usually every night. Um, in terms of growing up, we grew up in New Jersey, and Pup-Up went to the beach all the time with his family. We only went once in a while, 
but it wasn't my favorite because I didn't like the sand and the stickiness and I used to get sunburn a lot. But I do like actually being in the ocean. And I know why you asked that question. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's good because these questions came from listeners. So that means they're actually listening to our podcast. They know stuff about us. (laughs) Yes, we did not traumatize Andy in any way when it came to the ocean. That's not true. Okay, I've told this story on the show. There was one time where I was drowning. I was drowning. And I waved frantically for help and all the uh, and on the beach when everyone else was safe they just waved back <laughs> oh. it's hard to tell one wave from another <laughs> when you're on the beach <laughs> uh, well this one's probably more so for bon bon because you oh listen to our podcast, but from listening to the podcast, have you ever thought about, oh, you know, I, I, I hear what they're saying. Maybe I should go out to the comic shop and pick up a couple books. Yes, of course, I have thought that over and over again. And then I just wouldn't know where to begin. But I did notice that today, you know, on Facebook, you had about the, the Storm series and that was like a good place to start or something like that. Didn't you have something written like that? We did. Absolutely. We're starting Storm Week next week. Ah, yes. See, I noticed that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Well, with that question, then. You know what? I didn't even know that. (laughs) Well, Andy doesn't get on Facebook. He's off the grid. That's right. Yes. Well, with that question, do you prefer Storm or Tigra? Boy, I know what Storm looks like, but I like Tiger's name, so I it's really a toss-up. Tiger seems really soft and fluffy. Oh, really? <laughs> but with a tail. <laughs> oh, no, I need something a little bit more, you know, with strength. <laughs> Tiger, I thought that sounded wild and... Well, she's wild. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Never mind. I really don't know, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. This one's a little bit more serious. Um, how old was Andy when he was diagnosed, diagnosed <laughs> with uh, the Chiari malformation, and how did you tell him about that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, well. Did you, did you, did you, did you, are you listening that they are laughing at my medical problems? <laughs> what kind of family is this? Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, that's fine. No, that's pretty are you funny. Sad? No. <laughs> she, just, she just asked me if I was sad. No, I, I, I thought he was very funny. Because the answer to this, I'm really looking forward to it. Well, Andy actually was in college. Or out of college. I mean, I think he was in Ohio. <laughs> not sure. <laughs> so he took that on himself to go to the doctors and get that diagnosed. So he's the one that told us. We didn't tell him. <laughs> and, um, of course, we were concerned. <laughs> but... We we just we were more concerned with the symptoms that were um, 
there ahead of time. Okay. So he, he took care of it. We, we aren't people that go to the doctors very much, so he had to do that himself. <laughs> it goes along with the off-the-grid thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys are off the grid, too. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you remember how and when Andy got into comics? Not exactly, but I always thought that it came from um, when he was younger. I don't know whether he was like seven, six or seven. He um, had something called the Picture Bible, which I think now is is similar to something called the Adventure Bible. And it was the whole Bible in comics that we had given him. And he just read through that whole thing. And um, so that's where I always thought he kind of got that, that interest in comics. Also, I would buy Christian comics, and we maybe had five or six of those, and he enjoyed those also. Okay. Uh, what character from, M- from NBC's mid-'90s must-see TV lineup shows, Friends, Seinfeld, and Frasier, do you most identify Andy with? Let's see. Friends, Seinfeld, and Frasier. It's got a okay. So you're saying a particular character yeah. from one of those? Yeah. Well, it's got to be in Seinfeld, and I can see Andy in many different characters and actors because Andy is a good mimicker, and so he mimics a lot of the characters just in his everyday talk and action. So I mean, he used to. Be and do a lot of things like Tom Cruise. And he used to do and be a lot of things like Brad Pitt. <laughs> and I can see Jerry Seinfeld in some of the way he talks sometimes. So how about you, Papa? Uh, the first answer that I came up with was Kramer, but maybe <laughs> maybe that's not... Uh, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't uh, be 100% of the time, but... Uh, no, I agree with Bon Bon. That's, uh, I think she gave you a fair, uh, fair answer. Okay. Um, now, we, Andy often talks about how often he is at the emergency room with his children. Um, so one of our, our listeners wants to know, how much more will it take for you to adopt your, grandparent, your grandchildren into a safe home? <laughs> hmm. I, I was... Uh, yeah, a few weeks ago, his youngest said to me, uh, "I want to be your kid," and I didn't know, I didn't know where that came from. But maybe that's it was after a, a visit to the emergency room. So perhaps, perhaps uh, it's it's not too far off. This could be, this could be entered into a court record. <laughs> It's okay. They're already going to jail for spanking you. (laughs) (laughs) That was old school. Old school. (laughs) Uh, Along with uh, some of the stuff that happens at Andy's house, uh, do you know that he likes to drown rabbits? (laughs) I I really can't imagine that. You know that that's not true. That was a listener question, I promise. That listener is not paying attention. (laughs) I think it was John. He, the only way that Andy would really drown a rabbit if it was because it had tomato sauce or, you know, some other nice sauce on it. 
before he ate it. I think I think probably the listener misheard Andy. Uh, you know, we got heavy downpours around here, and and probably when Andy came in into the house from a heavy downpour, being in a heavy downpour, uh, in, instead of saying, I feel like a drowned rat, he probably said, I feel like a drowned rabbit, which could be interpreted that he felt like having a rabbit for dinner that was drowned, but but really it wasn't. And by the way, uh, we have a local restaurant here that features smothered rabbit, <laughs> which I've asked the waitress several times. I've told her, please don't tell me how you put it under. I just, you know, I just want to order this delicious meal. I don't need to know how it was was killed. But nevertheless, I think it was probably a misunderstanding that was the basis of that question. <laughs> okay. All right. Are you guys fans of what Fox and Sony are doing to the Marvel comic book movies? Can you can you elaborate on this question? They How they're not, ruining them. They may not they may not know the difference between the Marvel and the Sony and the Right. I did I did notice that you did write something on Facebook about that today or yesterday, something about you had a question, right? Didn't you have a question about that? I, I don't remember that. Or maybe I saw it on the news. <laughs> I just I thought Andy would keep you guys informed. This is big stuff. No, we actually have a life outside of Andy. <laughs> we have three other children and not coming up on nine grandchildren. And none of them had to go underneath the house. <laughs> right. All right. We got two more questions. Which which of your four is your favorite child? <laughs> we hope that they think they all are. Good one. Good answer. And for both of you, what's your favorite Tina Turner song? I guess Rolling on the River. <laughs> uh, I think that's the only one I know, so I, I would have to say that one. When did when did that come out? What, by the way, when when was uh, Tina Turner's music uh, hitting the charts? Well, I mean, her first single was in 1958. Oh well, oh. I was going to say if it was in the 80s, we you know with all the kids and everything, we we didn't. We weren't aware of any anything on the charts anywhere, so uh, maybe that's part of the part of the issue. But I, I would agree with Bon Bon on that. No, it's a good one. I mean, it's a good you know, "Roll on the River," Louisiana song. It, it makes sense, right? <laughs> well, thank now, you guys so much for for joining us for this interview. Do you two have any questions for Jared about why? Yeah, why did you pick Andy to be on the podcast with you? <laughs> Andy picked me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't talk to Andy for years, and even at Cedarville, we barely knew each other. 
he says that we went on a field trip together and I tried to push him into a uh, some kind of presentation at the African American Museum. Oh no, it's the Afro American Museum. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I have a question for Jared and Andy. Uh, speaking of Cedarville, have you uh, uh, have you gone back there to encourage uh, young underclassmen uh, in in these kind of ventures that are possible after graduation? Well, I, I only live twenty minutes from Cedarville, so I make it over there quite often. Um, I haven't encouraged, but I, I work with my youth group, so I encourage them to not go to college. But that's about it. <laughs> but you know, I, I didn't even think about this. But you could be an adjunct professor teaching about broadcasting and podcasting. <laughs> well, well they, I, I would imagine the uh, communications department over there would be very interested in your efforts. Uh, after we, after maybe we hit a hundred, then we'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, any more questions for Jared? How is your lovely wife? Oh, she's lovely. She's wonderful. She's amazing. She is at work. <laughs> That's good. I think um, Becky used to do some things with her. Yeah, Becky and Josh used to come over and they'd watch Survivor with us. Ah, yes, one of their favorites. Mm -hmm. And the last time we saw Becky, uh, Jennifer and Becky went to a concert and... Uh, had to pull over on the side of the road so Jennifer could throw up, and Becky held her hair. <laughs> well, that's, that's Becky. She's so kind. Wait, wait a minute. This, okay, this story sounds like they were partying at this concert. What was the deal? I, I think it was like, it was Newsboys. <laughs> so, so wait a minute. Why did your lovely bride get trashed at a Newsboys concert? <laughs> I think it was Becky. <laughs> Was it Becky driving? No, no. J Jennifer ate something bad, and she hadn't thrown up since like uh, her junior year of, of high school. That's a long street. <laughs> she hates to throw up, so it all had to come out. Are you saying it was something Becky cooked? <laughs> I really have no idea. <laughs> well, I have to inform Becky that she's on the podcast so she can listen. That'd be great. Yeah, we'd love to see them. We missed them. They were fun. They still are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for uh, coming out and uh, celebrating our 75th show uh, with us. And who knows what uh, episode 100 holds right around the corner in the next, in the next three years, you know? <laughs> well, congratulations, guys. Yeah, nice talking to you, Jared. Thanks for coming. You guys, too. Isn't that nice? They took the time. <laughs> I probably could have asked them another 40 questions. I'm sure you could have, but we were laughing too hard, so. Yeah, I tried to, I tried to, you know, I put my hand over my mouth many times because I was just laughing so much, but I didn't want it to take <laughs> over the interview and not be able to hear their answers. It's, it, it, the, that interview explains so much about you. <laughs> In a good way, though. In a great way. They oh, both have oh. they have traits just like you, both of them. I could see that. My dad's more uh, in the background now. He, uh, but he's I like his humor. It's nice. Yeah, he has. You have his kind of sometimes that dry humor, 
and but you've got kind of like your mom's personality. I don't know. It's just talking to both of them. It was like I was I was talking to the parents of Andy Kirby. It made sense. <laughs> well, I I appreciate you taking the time to talk to them. So yeah, but it makes me wonder who. What, I mean, if we interview your mom and dad for seventy five, we interviewed our wives. We actually had them read comics for the fiftieth. How do we top ourselves at one hundred? I'm telling you, a musical episode. I mean, <laughs> uh, do you say either that, either that, or all role play? No, I know. Oh yeah, oh it's coming. Then there will be who, no one hundredth episode. Who produces this? We'll go right from episode ninety nine to episode one hundred one. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, we got a race. I don't know. <laughs> All right, so what's up for State of the Union, man? Oh, we've got a lot of things. We haven't recorded since some of these uh, announcements have come out. That's uh, true. We'll hit up some of the movie stuff first. Um, there was a rumor that Ant there was going to be an Ant May prequel movie. Sony what? <laughs> Sony has since debunked this and said that it was absolutely just a rumor. And I <laughs> goodness, I, I tend to believe them. Uh, because otherwise, like, they're just really scraping the bottle of the barrel of movies that people do not want to see. <laughs> they'll, they'll make a movie out of Mark Millar's epic trouble. That's exactly, that's what they were talking about. Oh, really? Oh, no, that'd be terrible. Because that'd be terrible. It was supposed to be Aunt May in Younger Time, um, kind of like as a, as a, uh, undercover agent. Did you read that book? No. Oh, no. No, but I've read enough uh, reviews about it that, you know, it was supposed to be that actually uh, Spider-Man, Peter Parker's dad was having a side thing with Aunt May, and so she really is the mom of Peter Parker. It's not in continuity. It's uh, It was under um, when they started Epic, yeah, which was supposed to be when they took submissions from other people and they published. and <laughs> But they only took submissions... From established writers, I know. And I, it was, uh, it was, it actually came out the uh, around the same time that I submitted my my script. That could have been such an awesome program. Could have been, could have, would should have, but now we have image. So, and then remember that was when Bill Jemis was doing his whole. Anytime somebody on the internet says something, he felt the need to respond. No, I don't remember that. Oh, Bill Jemis, like he was just so. Uh, he would talk about everything and anything he was thinking about. He didn't really have a filter, and there could be controversy. He was there. He, him and uh, Peter David and Joe Casada got into a betting war that whichever they had, they each had their own series, and whichever sold the most would get to continue on. And oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, what is going on? Why are they? Was on? that the was that the tsunami? No, wave? that was that was later. This was when Peter David was on Captain Marvel. Um, oh, yes. Casada uh, had like this little team-up book, Hawk and Owl, or Owl and Somebody. And it was ultimate. Was it Ultimate Adventure? It, I don't And then Bill Jemis had, what did he have? Marvel? Marvel? Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, it's like you want to block that stuff out. <laughs> Wow, that was like that was like two thousand two thousand one, right? That was college. I was in. I remember living in Lawler when that stuff was happening. Oh, poor you, living in Lawler, dude. We were all Christians there, so <laughs> what does that mean? Because you lived on the hill. 
The hill was all a bunch of weird engineers. Oh, I had so many things I wanted to say when your mom was talking about that story of you bringing all those people down. Like, oh, I'm just going to not say anything. I wasn't invited. (laughs) I didn't even know you. I know. I think you and I might have met in passing once by that time. (laughs) Maybe. I think it was like, I think it was uh, sophomore year. Yeah, I would have met you by then because Eric Eric lived over there. All right, we're getting off. All right, okay. so the AMA rumor then, um, Dr. Doom is going to be different. His name is not going to be Victor Von Doom for the movie. And uh, but he's going to be like a computer programmer, and his nickname is going to be Doom. Oh, yeah, no, that makes sense. <laughs> so that's that's cool. Sony and Fox doing, doing some good stuff. Well done. We posted a picture. Of what is supposedly a leaked image of the Yellow Jacket costume for the Ant-Man movie. Were you able to look at that? Uh, I am checking it out now. <laughs> That's okay. I probably should have put some of that stuff in uh, Dropbox for you. But um, <laughs> it's kind of like a mixture between the Yellow Jacket costume and the Iron Spider-Man costume. It's got some extra stuff going on in the back. But I like how it had the black wings on the shoulders. That was kind of cool. I th- gotcha. I think his costume, you know, it's like a yellow leotard with a B on the front, yellow goggles, and black wings. That, that is somewhat hard to adapt to look realistic. So, right. I'll give him props. Did you, were you able to find the picture? I'm looking. I'm trying to figure out how to use this thing. It's Facebook. Facebook.com slash Marvel 616. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. All right. All right. November 7th. Wow. Alright. Supposedly it's being labeled as the costume for Yellow Jacket from Marvel's Ant-Man movie. Yeah. Oh, hmm. <laughs> What's going on with the extra legs? Yeah. No, I can see it if they took away the extra legs and just having the those two wings on the front. I can see that. Kind of like Japanese Ultraman. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Alright. Keep going. What else What else don't I know about? The, the last piece of movie news uh, that I think has happened since our last episode is that um, Idris Elba revealed that Heimdall and Loki are going to be in Avengers Age of Ultron. Interesting. Full parts or just cameos? That's all he said. <laughs> hmm. Do we, um, did we talk about all the announcements, all the movie announcements and everything? Did we not last episode? I can't remember. If we did, I mean, there's been so much, I think it's kind of talked out. Okay. All right. What do you yeah. Think? No, that's, that's fine. I, 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 I couldn't remember if it came out right after we recorded or not. I couldn't remember. It might have. We might have missed it, and that would stink. But I think we did, but, I mean, it's. Uh, are you excited for any of those? I'm excited for every single one. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Marvel, just, they have the track record. If they can make me like something like Guardians of the Galaxy, then I will go see Doctor Strange in the end. Do you think uh, Doctor Strange is going to be like a horror supernatural movie? I do. I think they'll do a good job. I'm actually looking forward to that one. Are you excited for those? I am. Uh, I'm not excited, yet I will still go see Inhumans, and I'm skeptical of Black Panther and Captain Marvel. Tell me why. Tell me why. (laughs) Oh, there ain't nothing but a heartbreak. Tell me why. I don't know the rest of that song. <laughs> <laughs> Something about a mistake? I don't know. 
man, I don't know. Like a Black Panther, if he's done right, I, I don't want him done in a very stereotypical kind of way, like where they're going to force feed us this character that nobody's going to like because it's just a weird character, you know? But if they do it like he is in New Avengers, or if they do it like he was in The Man Without Fear, then I think it could be really cool. Um, Captain Marvel, I love Carol Danvers, but I do not like the Kelly Sudaconic version of Carol. Um, I like the Brian Reed version. So, depending on how that goes. And in humans, I don't know, man. Like, I don't care about any of the Inhumans except for Black Bolt. So, like, I'm glad that that's being released last, but it, it makes me scared because I think that they're going to have a huge part in the Avengers Infinity War Part 2. But Civil War looks amazing. I hope Ragnarok is better than Thor 2. So, I, what you- I think... I think it's good. I think, well, I, no, I think I know, you know, Black Panther is going to be introduced in Captain America 3. So that's good. That way it's, he's not just, here's a Black Panther movie. And I'm 95% sure Ms. Marvel, I mean, Captain Marvel, is going to be introduced in one of the previous movies as well. She's just not going to show up with her own movie. So I think. I mean, it would have to be Guardians of the Galaxy 2, I would think. There's top that. There may be someone showing up in Avengers: Age of Ultron that could be named Carol Danvers. You know, uh, oh, okay. It could be. I mean, she could be a background character in Ant Man. She could be. I mean, with her role that she played in the comics, she could really tend to to play any background supporting character before she gets her powers. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Or she could, you know, also be the spacefaring Guardians of the Galaxy member too. I, I don't know. So I'm. I think I'm most looking for. I mean, definitely, without a doubt, I'm looking most forward to, you know, Avengers: Infinity War one and two. Those are gonna be <laughs> nuts. But for the solo titles, I, I'm really looking forward to Black Panther. I think most. Do you think Infinity War is gonna have Adam Warlock in it? Well, I mean, there was an empty cocoon in Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Right. That's what I was thinking. So, have you been keeping up with Agents of Shield? No. Right, what's going on? What's going on with that? There's just a whole lot of clues, especially in this in last uh, episode. A lot of clues about the Inhumans. Oh, really? I think at least from the points I was able to put together. Huh? You know, I just okay. I don't want them to be the poor man's, you know, X Men. Right, the mutants. Yeah. yeah. So, but I I think it's interesting too. You know, if that's how they're gonna introduce them through the TV show kind of build up. I don't know. There was also a, a tweet put out by somebody on the show that that before it was before Mockingbird was announced to be on the show. And they said uh, Mockingbird is like the tweet said like Mockingbird on Agents of Shield, check. Uh Robbie Baldwin on Agents of Shield, check. And then the, the tweet got deleted. And so we've seen Mockingbird show up. But Robbie Baldwin, we haven't seen show up. Do you know who that is? No, uh-uh. Speedball. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I'm like, oh, so maybe Speedball then will show up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then Civil War. Yes. Yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> Are you reading the New Warriors at all? No. Uh, it's Yoast, but it's tough, man. It's tough to read. Now I got cancer. Yeah, well, it's not that good. I mean, you have... 
I don't know what this team is supposed to do. Like the the only thing that they really did well was <laughs> kick off Civil War by <laughs> like killing all these kids. Okay, we kind of got derailed a little bit there, but a uh, couple more things. Uh, Big Hero 6, are you going to take the kids? When does that come out? It came out last week. Mm, I was not planning on it. Okay. But, you know, how much of it is a comic book and how much of it is a Disney movie? It's probably 95% Disney movie. Is it a team? Because Big Hero 6 was a team, yeah. but all I've seen is that puffy dude. Yeah, it's still a team. Okay. It's kind of like right. Guardians is a team, but a lot of the... The promotion focused on Rocket Raccoon. Oh, okay. I got you. Right on. Um, Thor number one sold 150,000 copies. Yes, this is crazy because I can't even remember what happened. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was so hum-ho for me that I don't even know what happened. I can't remember. What kind of numbers do you think issue two will be pulling? Oh, I would say, I would say probably fifty thousand less, if not fifty percent less. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it shows you know the the marketing that Marvel chooses to put into a book is what's going to sell. You know, when you make this announcement on the View or you um, get interviewed about this on MSNBC, you know, the stuff that you promote is going to sell. Yeah, it's weird. Like um, people still tend to have this idea that you know. When uh, they hear that I'm into comics, they say, oh, you, you have a good collection? Is it worth anything? That, that's the first thing they, they think. Well, I don't understand where the whole idea of reading comics means that you're, you're, you're trying to save up for college. Yeah. In the you old know, days, it did. Right. And I, I don't know why, though. Because, like, what about this paper book that may or may not contain a good story and mediocre art? says that, oh, well, it's going to be worth something. Because it, you know, 25 years ago, it was labeled as a, it was more of an investment type of thing because it was a hot property. It's like anything. Beanie Babies, you know, they were expensive at that time. Some were rare, some weren't. You invested in them, and you were going to have money later on. And Right, so, so my point is that I think to the outside world, like, when I read a comic or when I buy a comic, I don't say, ooh, I'm going to keep this pristine because I know that this issue is going to be worth a ton of money. Because you and I know they do gimmicks all the time. Oh, Thor's a girl. Oh, he's going to be back a boy in 50 issues, if that. Yeah. Right? Yep. So, but to the outside world, they have no idea that these things flip-flop all the time. Uh, and so that's probably why I sold that many. When it gets announced on these venues... These people that don't know comics and don't read comics, and they still think that, oh my goodness, I gotta go pick this up because no one else knows this, but I know that comics are worth something, then they sell all this. You're absolutely right. No, I think there probably are a ton of people that went out and bought Thor number one and put it in a little bag and put it in the closet and, and think that their kid will, you know, be able to drive a car on this in 20 years. Right, and so I think Thor number two, the people who, who did that, they're not going to buy Thor number two. So, you know, it's going to go back to the original readership. The people that appreciate what um, what Jason Aaron is doing in the title aren't going to be the ones that buy this. But it would be nice if maybe they promoted some of their other titles, you know, instead of the, you know, the, the knee-jerk, um, multicultural... 
uh, changing everything titles, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, we have a multicultural that they could be promoting that is actually well-written. Are but... you talking about Storm? I am talking about Storm. Yes, because her title is not doing very well right now. And it makes Jerry... It's only four issues in. I can't believe that people aren't even giving it a chance. Well, I think, you know, issue one debuted at 48, I think number 47 or 48 on the chart. And that's pretty good. It, uh, you know, it sold quite a few copies. It did well. Um, the, then issue one, two, and three have all been one-off issues. And in today's world, that's not how you comic writers write, you know? Oh, but, I mean, it's been quality work. It has been, but people don't, people want stories that are happening, that matter, that are flowing. You read Cyclops, Magneto, Nightcrawler, Electra, Black Widow, they flow together, whereas Storm 1, 2, and 3 could have all been like X-Men Annual number 14, Uncanny X-Men Annual 72. You know, they could have been like that. So, I mean, X-Men, I mean, Storm number 1 was phenomenal. It was just, regardless of whether it was Storm or not, I just thought the book was excellent. Number two was good. Number three was a little rough. It, you know, which one was that? Forge. Yeah, like I like that one better than number two. I just, you know, a storm. One of Storm's biggest fans. I didn't really care to see her go to Africa to some random village to destroy a weather machine. You know. <laughs> yeah. I want to see something happen, and that's why issue four was great. You know, it dealt with the aftermath of Wolverine's death. And she's dealing with some of his uh, seedy goings on, and she's decided to step in and take care of those things. So I think, I think there's some footing in issue four that Greg Pak is going to be able to expand upon. So, with that being said, next week on Marvel616Politics.com and on Facebook, it's going to be Storm Week. We've got a lot of articles and different uh, things going on that all revolve around Storm in order to promote her title and tell people, hey, get out there, pick up this book. It's three ninety nine. Uh, you'll really like what you're reading. It is good, and I've said it before. Greg Pak, he tells a tight story. He knows what he's doing. He's a good writer. And hey, man, if he can make Turok Dinosaur Hunter interesting, then you know he can make Storm interesting. Hey. I mean, he's writing that over a dynamite. He's written, they, they're on issue nine. We're trying to get an interview with him. We haven't heard back, but we're trying. I saw that. That's crazy, man. Good job. I'm also trying to get a hold of Mr. Claremont, but he's even more hard to get a hold of. Oh, man. Dude, <laughs> the last interview I heard with him, he was, uh, anyway, I don't know if I could do a good interview with him. You would have to talk most of the time. Well, he talks a lot. Yeah, yeah, he does. So all, you know, I, I would just sit back and listen. So all I need to do is say, hey, uh, tell me um, about Storm. <laughs> you know, what do you see for her? What do you like writing about her? All that kind of stuff. And No, for Claremont, yeah. we should say around um, X-Men, adjectiveless X-Men number one, when Jim Lee was writing with you, <laughs> you were off the book by, what, issue four? Um, so what was going on there? <laughs> and I think he would talk for quite some time. Well, I got the chance to sit in on a... I got to meet him a few years ago, and I sat in on a Q&A with him, too. And I had asked him, uh, 
about Storm and Slipstream from Extreme X-Men, and he didn't remember. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really remember who you're talking about, and then start talking about something else. (laughs) That's sad. Oh, okay, well... (laughs) (laughs) The guy did write, like, 30 years of X-Men comics, right? Yeah, but this had this was right after Extreme, you know, is either right after Extreme X Men had ended, or he was still writing. Was that is that your favorite artist, Sal Arroco or whatever? Yeah, that's Sal. Yeah, all right, good old Sal. Hey, what? Well, how you doing? <laughs> and then the last thing, uh, we haven't talked about this, but it's it's been talked about everywhere. Is uh, it was revealed that all the Marvel timeline teasers that have been showing up for the past two weeks, um are going to be part of Secret Wars, and each timeline is going to take place on a map that has been revealed to be Battleworld. Now, Battleworld was the original place that the first Secret Wars, the first Secret War took place. Um, so it looks like each of these timelines is going to be a different little spot on the map. And how that works, I don't know. That's what we, I wanted to find out what you thought about that. And uh, the last teaser that came out before the Battle World reveal was that everything ends. It was just a white page that says everything ends. Summer. Now I saw that. Are you convinced that that is part of the Battle World thing? Uh, I mean, it, it was the last teaser, and it was it was designed like the others. This is. I, I find it interesting that it says everything ends and not everything dies. Um, everything dies has been, you know, Hickman's thing for Avengers the whole time. And so it makes me wonder if this is a kind of a one-off type pseudo event, you know, like, um, we have the death of Wolverine, but right now we have Axis going on. So death of Wolverine. Yeah, that's pretty big, but you know, that's over there. Um, Axis is what they're really focused on. So, and the same thing with Spider-Verse too, you know, it's kind of like, well, how, which event is going to be bigger? Well, I'm wondering if that, all that stuff is going to be its own little thing. But if it's not, then Secret War was the Beyonder. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Secret War. So. No, the second one was Secret, was the Beyonder. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) No, no, I'm just making sure. So I'm wondering if, you know, like Hickman has said several times, like, oh, well, you know, the builders and then, oh, the, the you know, the Dark Knights or whatever. And then I wonder if it's leading up to the Beyonders, the one pulling the strings to see what lasts and what doesn't. I don't know. But it's weird because there wasn't Old Man Logan one of these? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a variety of different. I mean, even the X-Men animated series was one of them. Oh, X-Men 92, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really strange. Yeah, I can't really put it together, but everything ends one makes me sad. I I I assume that's talking about the ultimate universe because if it, I mean, why in the world would they not say everything dies? You know, like if that's been the motto for a few years now, why wouldn't they put that in the teaser if it was connected? So if it's not connected, it's either gross oversight for editorial, or it's not connected and and it has something to do with finally shutting down the ultimate universe. Or it could be something altogether different. I don't know. I would be if they could figure out a way to explain how everything under Axel Alonso's leadership hasn't happened. I could be down with that. 
<laughs> you know, and he had so much promise coming in too. Absolutely, absolutely. But his I'm still been... I'm still not convinced that I dislike this era. It's not my favorite, but you know they're they're creatively doing interesting things. It, it just depends how it's going to shake out. Like either everything really does fit together into an era like that is definitive and distinguishable, or he just said, you know what, we're going to try everything and just smear everything across the board. And I can't, I can't decide which. That's how it feels. I'm just like this stuff just doesn't fit. Yeah, I don't know. Every title has time travel. Every title has time travel and and stuff that doesn't make sense. And I don't know. Whatever. Let's not end on a bad note. Oh well, if we're not going to end on a bad note, when then you know we have to hit the Tina Awards. The Tina Awards. All right, bro. We haven't done the Tina Awards in quite some time. Too long. Too long, if you ask me. How many you got? Three. I have three as well. All right, why don't you lead us off? Okay. I'm going to go with Backstabbers. All right, Backstabbers, it's, um, I'm going to go with uh, Axis. No, but I can see how you would say that. Backstabbers for Superior or Cap? Would that be Superior Iron Man? That is correct. Is that because, because he gave him, he was like a drug pusher. Oh, I was going to say because those people were going to beat up that homeless person. No, because he said, oh, everybody can be perfect now. Ha <laughs> ha, psych. Well, he didn't lie to them. I just got to pay for it. Yeah, well, that's a stab in the back if I've ever seen one. Yeah, I would have bought it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a good one. Um, Overnight Sensation. I'm going to go with all new Captain America. I'm going to go with Thor number one. No. Come on. Uh, everybody loving Apocalypse all of a sudden? No. <laughs> Superior Iron Man? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of just like what you had said. But overnight, <laughs> <laughs> overnight, you know, everybody was able to get the the extremists app and overnight there they became sensations their lives were changed that's true yep i can see it all right all right all right uh my number two i might have been queen
almost picked this song, but then I realized there was nothing that it applied to. <laughs> oh, no, it does. Oh, it does. Uh, would this be the interview with your mom? <laughs> no. Okay. Would this be Storm Week? Nope. It might have been Queen. Uh, Thor number one? Nope. Aunt May Rumor. <laughs> no. Medusa. No, it was Nomad being mad that he missed his chance to be Cap. He's not going to be a queen, though. Yeah, but he would have been top dog. Tina doesn't sing top dog. <laughs> okay. What kind of podcast is this where Nomad wants to be a queen? I just thought... I just want you to know that at the end of Backstabbers, you said, oh, that was a good one. Let's just, you know, let's just ride that wave. So it, was, it was good. It was good. Uh, the old Andy. <laughs> he comes out. <laughs> All right. One of the living. Is it Nova and Spider-Man getting away? No. In Axis 5? It is in Axis. Is it in Axis 5? Um, yes. Claw? No. Uh, Red Skull dashing away? No. Oh, come on. It's the whole Apocalypse's survival of the fittest. Oh, survival. Everybody has to leave Manhattan. Apocalypse is saying only the strong will survive. Oh, so if you want to be one of the living, then you have to leave Manhattan. Pretty much. Okay, no, that is as bad as what I... Oh, no! What? It is, it is, it is worse, logically. You need to go back to your boys. You know what? This is why, this is why we don't do this. Tell me why. This ain't nothing but a heartache. <laughs> Break? Ache? I don't know. You got another one. <laughs> I do. <laughs> when the heartache is over. Um, would that be Superior Iron Man? No. Oh, it was supposed to be. Why? Because everybody was sad because the they lost their app. No, that's when the heartache begins. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stormwick? I like that because you're like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's one of the issues. It's... Mm-hmm. Okay, when the heartache is over... Uh, it's just all the changes. I can't wait for this thing to be over. Oh, is that the answer? That's it. I was getting yeah. ready to say that. It was pretty really. No. <laughs> no, I didn't think so. I didn't want you to work too hard on this one. I mean, th you, did you see how a lot of the titles were Avengers now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it was originally that, but I forgot to bring that up. Avengers now. When that's done, when the heartache is over. Did you see Avengers now was on Deathlock number one? No, I didn't see that. Yeah. 
Why in the world would they put that imprint on that book? I didn't, I didn't even pick that up. It was all right. It was Edmondson, so that's why I picked it up. He's he's usually really good. Uh, but it's Deathlock. This isn't 1992. <laughs> no, but we can't wait for X-Men 92 to come yes. out. Yes. <laughs> Holy cow. All right, last one, Complicated Disaster. Is that just all new Captain America? No. That would uh, is it. it. <laughs> yeah, is it Falcon being Captain America? Is it Axis? Yeah. Just because one giant... Oh, okay. Probably because it goes from bad to worse. Like, oh, we just tr- shrunk all the Avengers and Red Skull is going. Claw is rampaging and now uh, Apocalypse is going to kill all of Manhattan. Long Island. For the, for the most part, yeah, I tried to touch upon it, is that, you know, who is going to show up as the hero in this? Because the good guys are all bad, and the good guys that are good are trapped. So where is this going? The heroes are just in a huge mess. Clearly, it's going to be Spider-Man. Um, I don't think so. I think he's just one person. It might be the inverted villain. Yeah, it's it's possible. I don't think I would like that. It'd be. The only time I like those villains is when Lionel Yu was drawing them when they were fighting the Red Skull. Yeah, they look super menacing. They definitely did. Carnage and Hobgoblin. Whew. Good. Anyway, I, I think that about wraps it up. How about you? Yes, happy 75. Happy 75. I think that this this is going to be over two hours, maybe two and a half hours, buddy. That's all right. It was worth it. Thanks to Bon Bon and Pop. Yes, thanks to Bon Bon and Pop Up for coming in, doing the interview, and thank you listeners for providing the uh, questions, and thank you for supporting us for 75 episodes with your <laughs> feedback and corrections. Absolutely, we appreciate all. And uh, you can uh, email us at, at uh, marvel616politics at gmail.com, visit our website, marvel616politics.com, follow us on Twitter at 616politics. Facebook at facebook.com slash marvel616politics. Instagram and YouTube at marvel616politics. You can also call us and leave us a message at 616-755-TINA. And we are sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com, the best place on the internet to get all your Marvel books. 40% off. Go there. Also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership, crpsavings.com. They're also on Facebook. $39 $39 for a lifetime membership for literally hundreds, if not thousands of dollars of savings in Office Depot products. We're also sponsored by MichaelWebSolutions.com. For all of your computer, SEO, internet, and web designs, look up that look up MichaelWebSolutions.com. And for 75 episodes, and until next time, make yours Marvel 616 Politics.